Nicky plays guitar. Jamming good, we wear them gaily. And the spiders from Mars, he plays it left hand. It's Woody and Frothies, everyone. Technology's let my music down there. But anyway, we're here. It's a review. Shut up, Siri. It is the um, it is the review show. Ollie Gump, Barney, and uh, and Daggy with you. Look back on a very interesting round. I went round up to three. I don't know if you learned a great deal, but we um, certainly were confused a bit more. Uh, Barney, what's going on, mate? A <laughs> uh, pretty routine week, mate. A nice weekend, a few bets and a few beers, plenty of football, and time spent with the wife and the and the little munchkin. So good weekend all round yourself. Yeah, going good. Same thing. Yeah, just a um, few bets. Plenty of rain. Lost some money. <laughs> Watched some footy. Got angry. Kept going. You know, hit life. <laughs> Ollie? Well, mine was much the same, but um, the um, the getting angry at the footy bit for me this week was an eventful one because I was on a boat as it happened, <laughs> watching the last five minutes of the game on my mate's phone in the corner when I should have been, you know, celebrating my youth, being a young person, dancing around, what have you. No, I was sitting nah, in the corner okay. on a mate's phone. Hating <laughs> 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 life at <laughs> NRL. Literally, when the game finished, because... Uh, the mate I was with uh, was mixing vodka <laughs> with stuff. I literally I grabbed it out. I was like, give me that. Had a swig. Had, had a couple more cans. So my team literally drove me to drink, even though I was drinking. Um, but, um, yeah, if, if they keep going on like this, I might end up like the, the bloke sitting across from me right now. Best part <laughs> is we get to talk about it <laughs> for about 15 or 20 minutes later. So. <laughs> it could cause me to drink some more. And Gumpy via the Bluetooth. Can you hear us all right, mate? Yeah, I can hear you all right, mate. Yeah, pretty routine week for me too and a lot of um, yelling and screaming and pulling out the few um, strands of hair in my head <laughs> that I've got left at, at frustration at certain things that are going on in, in the game at the moment. So, yeah, but other than that, all, all pretty routine. Lost some money as well. Backed a few winners today, which helped. Did you get any back, um, yeah? Yeah, got a little bit back today. He made a few silly decisions, but got a little bit back today, which was good. Um, yeah, but a lot to say about the footy moving forward. And I want to thank you. You did uh, you did put in a wellness check for me for Friday night. That meant a lot, Gumpy, <laughs> so thank you. I need no, it. I thought I'd need to. I thought I'd need to. Some of the, the messages that were coming through <laughs> rang up and had an are you okay moment with Daggy just to make sure he hadn't bought six foot of rope from Bunnings or wasn't on his house roof or something, but he was all good and and took it in his stride. Um, I would expect no less from the big man. You know, he's, he's been a long time suffering Tiger supporter, so not like it's anything new for him. Well, maybe Friday night was a new low, but we'll hear from him later. Well, I, I didn't get too many wellness checks. Checks. I uh, took a photo off the side of the boat and got told to do a flip. <laughs> Most people, are you, you going to do a flip? Are you going to do a dive? <laughs> uh, I did laugh. I did check in with you. You, too, you, you did. You did. Yes. You know, my heart of gold to kind of help it. Um, and I, I was and I was not well. Neither were you. But uh, you'd have a bit to say about last night too, Gumpy, wouldn't you? So we'll get to all of that. Yeah, a little bit. At least I'm happy that my team. The efforts there, like for parts of that game, Manly had 75% of the ball and I know they weren't great, but at least I'm barracking for a team that's putting in an effort. Yeah, I still don't know that they're the finished product or, or whatever, but they're going okay. Like they prob- they nearly could be 3-0 and and it's going to cost them in the end because the next four weeks they play the four best teams 
and might end up being one and seven and probably don't deserve to be one and seven. So, um, yeah, the, the, the last two games are probably going to cost them in the end possibly a spot close to the eight because I don't think there's much between any of those middle-ranked sides now. Looking at it, I don't think that there's anything much between them. Yeah, no, we agree. I think the only thing we've really learnt is that um, there's probably four teams you can confidently say will make the eight and the rest are all just in a big bunch of whatever they are. Yeah, waiting to improve or to go backwards, I guess. Yeah, I'll run through the news very quickly because there's not a great deal apart from injury stuff. Uh, well, Judiciary will save the Barnett chat for the game, shall we? Yeah. But he's been referred straight away. Everyone else got a fine. I think Fodawaka got a fine. There was someone else got a fine. I didn't write them all down, but the main one was him. Injuries. Ray Stone in his try match-winning effort was took, uh, copped an ACL. Uh, so he's out for the season. Stefano Tukumano, 10 weeks with syndesmosis. Cohen Hess, to be confirmed, but he's going to be out for a while. And Jordan Rickey looking at about three weeks with some rib injuries there. So, unfortunate for all of them. Uh, no other... Hetherington. And, sorry, Hetherington. Yeah, late one. Well. Yeah. Shoulder out for the year. So, well, there you go. We might be seeing more of your man, Max. Good. Max Power. Good. I hope he gets more game time. Deserves more. Uh, we may as well get straight into it. Any other news, Barney? We keep all the rest me, on man. Wednesdays these days, don't we? Yep, pretty much. No. Kicked off, Sharks 36, beating the Dragons 12. Well, Sharks look like a pretty well-oiled machine, Barn, but what did the stats say? Yeah, uh, they clicked at different times. It was um, some pretty impressive footy uh, for a fair chunk of this game, actually, from the Sharks. We had two tries to six, two out of two conversions, played five out of six, and one out of one penalty goals for the Sharks. 75% completion for the Dragons, played 72% from Cronulla. 30 out of 40 sets played 31 out of 43. Two line breaks to 7. 25 tackle busts to 31. Eight offloads to 11. One force dropout by the Sharks. 0 40 20s. 305 tackles played 329. One ruck infringement by the Sharks and zero inside the 10s from both teams. Seven penalties conceded to eight. Nine errors played 12. One sin bin from the Dragons to two from the Sharks. Uh, Moses Zembai with 41 tackles. Braley with 42. Lomax with 125 metres and Ikevalu with 194. Uh, Laurie may miss six tackles, uh, and, but made 34. Bird ma- made 19, missed five. Moylan made 10 and missed six. What did you take from it? Oh, well, first 10 minutes was pretty back and forth, pretty even, tough contest, I thought. But um, Sharks started to win field position. They, ex- they dominated the middle for pretty much the rest of the game after that first 10 minutes, I thought. Um, and that just led to time and space for the outside backs from the Sharks. Um, the 10 in the bins swung the game the Sharks' way and they definitely put their foot down at that time, put a few points on, and then there was no turning back realistically there from the Sharks. Um, it was a 50-50 call realistically. He did cop him on the chin with a bit of force. But so what you're talking about. Yeah, whether he, um, whether he probably, you know, probably could have been penalty sufficient, and, but... Is that it is what it is. Maybe because now he's starting Jay- to get the reputation. Well, yeah, he's Jaden Sewer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the Sharks cashed in there with some nice ball movement, put on some points. Uh, Dragons tried as hard as they could to hang in there, but they um they just couldn't match the energy and the ball movement that the Sharks were putting out there for the you know, the rest of the first half and a good part of the second half too. So um Hines' kicking game's starting to really impress me actually. He mm. seems to be able to um kick long, kick high and 
put it on the spot when they need to. So um, if you can keep that up, that's a good sign for the Sharks. Um, Hunt was easily the best player from the Dragons, I thought. Uh, Jack DeBellin and Francis Milo were actually pretty strong through the middle, but they, they needed a few more friends in this game. Uh, Lomax and Sully, there's something there with those two. They, they're going to cause some teams some problems, but um, they were shut down fairly well. Lorian Bird did a job. I thought Ikevalu was tremendous, uh, especially out of the back end for the Sharks. He's metres uh, out of bad ball position. He was charging onto the onto the ball even after he went down with an ankle injury. He kept kept turning up. And Nakora and Finnegan were probably the best forwards on the ground. Braley was good again. He's, he's starting to really impress me actually. So no, no, that's um, that's that's pretty much my thoughts on the game. So. No, all good. I think this was where they played out a bit of what uh, the Abani Wairo were doing. So I might get you to run inside and just mute that TV if I can. You, you can He's sick of hearing uh, our good friend's <laughs> voice. <laughs> good friend Braith, but he can go. I've had enough. <laughs> uh, I've just muted my own channel. All right, so, yeah, as I was about to say, this was really the um, sort of the embodiment of what we worried about with the Dragons before the season, where their, their middle forwards started getting owned and then they had not a lot of path back, I thought. Uh, and that set up the play. Where's he going? Just, anyway. Oh, Ollie, can you run inside? <laughs> no, that's right. I'll we'll no. get him when he comes back. Barney's gone AWOL, everyone. Barney's gone to the bar in the way, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, he, anyway, as I was saying, that led to the Sharks being able to set up what they want to do. Their left to right play with their, their lateral ball movement's probably as good as anyone in the comp at the moment, I'd say. They're, Ability to just get the ball going left and right and actually mean something more than on the um, yeah more than what it does for a lot of other teams go left to right it doesn't mean anything. Uh, Nico is growing into his role as Barnes said, and um, I just the only other thing I want to say because I'm sure you guys will cover it off pretty well is that um, I thought Ben Hunt was fantastic under the situation, and my moment of the game almost was. Um, the late shot from Moylan on him that <laughs> Moylan ended up That's on his right. ass. <laughs> I, I laughed and laughed at that one. But uh, Gumpy, I'll let you go next. If you can. Yeah, the problem comes down to when I, I know I've spoken about it a couple of times. St. George are too small. They've got no size. Pranella just monstered them for size. The big guys, Hamlin Ueli and, and Toby Rudolph and, and Hunt and even Talakai and, and Ramian and those, the bigger backs, and they had no answer. To it. St George are going to struggle all year for size. Um, very concerned with the the defence, and I know he's a rookie, and I know he's very good. But Terrell Sloan a couple of times did the old Olay ball fighter where he stuck his arm out and just let blokes run past him. And late in the game, he was hooked to the wing. I don't know where that sort of leaves yeah. them. In terms, they've got to persist with him, and I know that there's been plenty of players that have had defensive deficiencies in, in the past and he's not very big but you've got to get your body in front and I don't know that he, he did that he's full back and he shouldn't have to make that many tackles but the size Cronulla just monstered them um, Nico is amazing and he has to be an outsider now for well a bolter for the Dally M I think if Cronulla win more games than they lose I think Nico's going to pile a lot of points mm. and Braley's a new player this year. He's, he's even he looks a bit bigger, fitter, stronger than he has been in the past. And I think that's half their spine that are high quality. And then Will Kennedy's going good. And if Moylan can just be Moylan and, and good with the ball and, and make his tackles, I think Cronulla, you know, 
we we predicted top eight, but they could yeah. even be consistent enough to be a top four team if a couple of the other teams that, that we predict fall over a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I really like the Sharks and, and how they're going. I'll get on to my first rant, though, with... I know Barney brought up the Jaden Sewer incident and they're talking about sin bins and that for forceful contact. Get the word forceful out of it. Every tackle is forceful. Yeah. If I tackle you, it's forceful. There is force. You need force to stop someone or put them on the ground. So if you're using the word forceful, it's ridiculous and they've thrown another layer on for refs to say, okay, is it forceful? What's too forceful? Do they have to knock their head off? Do they have to give them a bleeding nose, what's forceful and what's not. Take that out. And, it, again, some are bin, some are not. Like, I don't have any problems with Jaden Sewer going to the bin, but I reckon I can pick out ten tackles that were similar. Oh, like Nelson Asseta Solomona nearly knocked Oregon Kafusi's head off and he wasn't even looking at him and it was a swinging arm with his fist closed and there was no penalty even for that. So... I he just, dropped the ball as well when he got up to play it. Uh, Makatawa, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Makatawa, yeah, sorry. But it, it's just, it's the wording of it more so than, than anything. Yeah, but isn't it like, but, it's, it's the same with reckless versus careless. It's like, well, you might call something reckless, I might call it careless. Like, it's all it's all bullshit. Like, and, and, and as I said before, every tackle is forceful. Some are obviously more forceful than others. We saw Sammy oh, Bellamy. A very forceful tackle, but <laughs> wasn't it? It, it, it still, but it's still forceful. If yeah, yeah if we're being literal with it, and it, and look, we're simple blokes watching a simple game played by simple people, so it can't be too com- complex. And they're making it way too hard. They're looking yep. for easy outs. I think um, it's either incidental contact where it bounces off the ball or, you know, slips up off a shoulder or it's clean contact and you go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's got to be, like, even if I thought the obstruction rule was black and white for a while, but even the first three rounds this year, that's not black and white anymore. No, true. So some of them are, some of them aren't. It's just everything. There's too many shades of grey. There was three incidents incidents with offsides that were all different. Correct. If you, you know what, they, simply with the offside, they need to make the rule if you're in front of the kicker and inside the ten, and you go within, and you go within ten yeah. as a penalty. Whether yes. you stand there or not, if you're within a ten metre radius of, of where the person gets the ball, that's a penalty. Don't yeah. worry about whether you're passive or whether you're not. If you're there, a couple of years ago, that's what it was. But, yeah. Yeah. Because and we we either. argued, and we both saw things differently. We didn't really talk about last week, but the Brisbane was it the Brisbane one last week. Storm one, Storm one last week with Munster. Uh, and yes, he didn't get involved, but when he's in the play, the defender has to make a, a decision a between... Away. But the yeah. defender has to choose between one or the other. Yeah. And then when you fall right. over each other, you, you are in the play. And he was still whether in front you, of him when... Whether you touch it or not, if you're the fullback, the you're going, you've got one eye going this way and one eye going that way. Well, I'd But Luai was clearly offside and they didn't even check it in the Penrith game. Well, it's and like, what was the other two? Well, it was, was like the Broncos-Cowboys game... Like yesterday, right, where Kurt Capewell was offside from the kick, but then because they the kicker got in front of him, because he ran him onside, yeah. I don't think I've really seen that call being made <laughs> ever in recent years where he is then played and onside by the kicker. And the kicker didn't run him onside. If you no. watch the footage of that, and I know that in the WhatsApp group, 
that I was on and, and Trent sort of put something on, and I did. But then I re-watched the game and stopped it. Kelly was never in front of Kate Wall. As, as soon as Kelly kicked the ball, he got tackled or knocked over and fell over. He was never in front of Kate Wall. And I thought Herbie so, was offside as well when yeah. Kate Wall kicked it the second well, time. So <laughs> Again, that's what I mean. Like It's just too murky. And, and people are getting pissed off. Mm. Like... I can see there being a Will Smith moment and Will Smith at the moment where someone... <laughs> yeah, bitch slaps a referee. You know? Yeah, nice. By the way, I don't think we're doing a slap this week. For this week only, it should be the Will Smith. <laughs> so we had um, Hines on 124 oh, uh, Supercoach um, points. Oh, yeah, you do that and then Ollie can... Ikevalu on 89, and then we had three players from the Sharks before you got down to Bird on 66 for the Dragons. Yeah, well, you brought the man up straight away that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Nico Hines was probably the most impressive for me, especially with the way he's sort of moving into the halfback role. At the start of the year, I thought he'd probably be better off playing at 5'8". Mm-hmm. I had my questions over him playing halfback, but we've spoken before about how few really good game-controlling halves there are in the competition. Um, to go back to what Gump was saying about Cronulla as a possible top-four side, if he can sort of emerge over the next few weeks as a solid game-controlling half in the NRL, especially with the side he's got around him. Cronulla are going to come very close to the top four. And someone asked me last night, they asked if Nico's been the buyer the season so far, and I've just been racking my brain, racking my brain, trying to see if I could figure out anyone else. I think he probably clearly, in, yeah, clearly he is probably so is, far, of course, but... but and he's yeah, got something that most yeah. game-controlling halves don't have. Right, um, by the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, most game control. Well, Reynolds halves. played in Reynolds. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we'll get to that. As you mentioned, Reynolds, you look at guys like Reynolds and Hunt, they've, they don't have the pace and the footwork that Nico's got as well. Mm. So if he does see something, he's more of a chance of actually busting through the line himself as well. So, And he shoots yeah. away. They one, pl- other, sorry. one other moment from that game, Daddy, I'm sure um, you were impressed with your old mate Gosh Getsky going over oh. for a try. Outstanding. It warmed the game. I'm sure that it, you were it, it, it the, his name a bit more. What was it? it John, the, Josh Jevsky, did you just call him? I don't think we've heard that one. Gosowalski. It warmed the uh, the cockles of what's left of my heart. It was uh, a beautiful <laughs> thing. And actually, both 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 plays, both Dragons plays were great. Um, the Jack Bird ball from Ben Hunt was fantastic. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to touch on Ben Hunt so much. But um, he's good. He... Is legitimately playing better than DCE at the moment. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and if it was picked tomorrow, I would be picking him in the Queensland team. But they probably won't, whatever that all means. Um, three, two, ones. Oh, well, three, Nico. Yep. I was going to be happy to be guided a bit here. Two, Ikevalu, and then one, Ben Hunt. But, uh, Barney, you might have firmer opinions. Do I had Hunt or opinions. Nakora and Ikevalu for the one, but... Yeah, wide well, Nakora. I thought Hunt so. was the second best player on the field easily. Yeah. And then it was either Nakora or Ikevalu. I'd probably go Nakora, probably. Gumpy? I'd only go Braley different. I, th- I thought he was outstanding. He Braley was outstanding. In the middle. Yeah. Well, that's really left to do sitting yeah. and do rock off. But, uh, well, <laughs> okay. but again, I'm quite happy to go with what you guys say. It, just on Braley, though, is he that player that pretty much every game this year is going to get 40 tackles? Yeah, it, he's been, he did it all last year I as well. I feel like, but well, he, he could become the new Toto for us, you know what I mean? Um, he's, his ball playing's quite good off the ground, but he's added that, he's starting to run that little bit more and he's starting to bring his forwards onto the ball a little bit more, which he did, wasn't doing he, last he, year. You know so. what he is? He's a, he's, good, he's a good footballer now, he's it's moving. a good football team. Yeah. 
but he's moving. He's not standing still now. He's taking some steps, taking and they're the most steps, dangerous yeah, that we have. Yeah. Like your Harry Grant and yeah. that, that take that take steps. So they can go themselves, or it steps. gives their forwards a little bit of lateral movement to try and pick a hole. Everyone's yeah. moving. Yeah. yeah, and that's what Harry Grant. Uh, obviously, we've talked about lots. Does so well. He gets the, once Harry goes there. Oh shit, he's coming, and then he can. It buys your forwards an extra meter or two. Um, excellent. Oh, well, let's go with. Uh, we didn't mention Fanukin. Jeez, a good player. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and he'll, he'll keep being the, th- the fourth or fifth best player every game for the entire year and yeah. probably get three um, points by the end of the season. But hey, Well, maybe second for by the year so far. Barn, it's your team. Who was your one? Ikevalu? No, Nikora. Oh, I'll give it to Nikora then. I, I, I think there's a wrong answer there. But hard. So we'll go three, Nico, two, Hunt, one, Nikora. Is that right? Yep. Tigers 12, Warriors 16 uh, in one of the games of the year. One of the games we'll all go back and watch at the end of the year just to feel good about ourselves. It was stupendous. It was stupendous. It was one of those stupes. Uh, this isn't... Uh, do your stats, Bernie. <laughs> two tries for both teams. Two out of two conversions for both teams. Uh, sorry, two out of two for the Tigers. Zero out of two for the Warriors. And two out of two penalties for the Warriors. 76% completion played 74%. 33 out of 43 sets, played 29 out of 39. Four line breaks to the Tigers, one to the Warriors. 30 tackle busts to the Tigers, 10 to the Warriors. 11 offloads to six, two force dropouts to one. Zero 40-20s. 351 tackles, played 322. One ruck infringement from both teams. Uh, two inside the tens against the Warriors. Nine penalties conceded by the Tigers, seven by the Warriors. 12 errors apiece, when I thought both teams had at least 20. But <laughs> a sin bin for the Warriors. Safarth with 47 tackles. Egan with 45. Gildart with 201 running metres. Walsh with 157. Brooks missed four tackles, made 13. And Arthur's made missed five tackles and made 22. Aitken with 72 supercoach points. Gildart with 65. And Tamo with 63. <laughs> 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 Everyone's looking at me. All right. Uh... Thank you, Gum, for checking in. I just actually before I get to that, I did want to just give Aiden Tolman a random rap. Uh, I forgot to do it during the game, but uh, I thought he did a good job. Don't go back now. No, We're no, talking no. about the Tigers. <laughs> Change the subject. So, the Warriors were the worst team this weekend yeah. and won the game. So, what does it actually say for the Tigers? Do, like by default, obviously, they have to be the worst team this win. But that was embarrassing. I, I, I am. F- when you have a first-grade team and your best four players are the four blokes they pulled from reserve grade. Or from overseas. Or from overseas. <laughs> like, that's embarrassing. Safarth, Guildhart, Stotoa, and uh, to a lesser extent, and Luke Garner were probably the four best players. Uh, Jock, and Jock was good. Jock, well, was, very, I'd Jock say was more than serviceable, but it wasn't his team to run, so I feel like that could have been different. But they should have... Any... I'm going to... To put it simply, without running forever, any other halfback in the competition with the possession they had, the momentum they had, wins this game by 12 points. If they had and made they lost. the signing the of point the year where, so far. To, exactly. More. To the point where, at the end of the game, Luke Brooks is playing dummy half for whatever reason, and then being angry and there's no first receiver. Well, I thought that was his job. But anyway... Um, <laughs> It's a lost cause for Luke Brooks at the Tigers. I don't know why they said no to him last year. I don't know why they've said no to him this year leaving. Uh, there's just no future. It's just untenable to me, uh, and it's not going to change. And the thing is, the team list will come out tomorrow, and they'll be exactly the same. And they'll, or they'll put um, James Roberts back into the team, so that'll warm my heart even more. <laughs> um, but 
it's now embarrassing. It, it, it's, I don't know what to say. You know, blokes try hard. They've just lost Stefano as well. But um, you know, four or five blokes try hard. The other blokes don't. And it's as simple as that. They're not a first grade team. They won't win a game this year. I, I don't know how they'll win a game this year. Or they'll beat like Penrith during or Origin. They'll beat the Titans. This Whoever weekend. they're playing during the Origin. <laughs> but apart from that, I, I, you know, it gets boring if I ran about these blokes every week. So first ten or fifteen minutes, they started like the better team. They look well and truly like the better team in that first ten or fifteen minutes. I'm just going to call a quick break here. Right, yeah, bonus salute for Mariah, uh, to who brought down my laptop so we can fix Gumpy's audio and record us in this fine 4K format. Um, thank you, Mariah. Uh, much love. But uh, where were we? Who was, who was ranting about this game? Well, we just finished um, Daggy's heartbreaking monologue on the Tigers, Tigers game. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really a rant, was it? It was more uh, an acceptance. Which, it was. Which makes me worried about this show because isn't that the only reason why people listen to you, Daggy, <laughs> <laughs> rant about the Tigers? Yeah. Oh, as I said, um, I thought the Tigers were clearly the better team for five or ten minutes, but that was about it. Um, there was uh, oh, so many mistakes in this game of football. That Ziggy call obviously didn't help, which was the salute to the start of the show if it came through. But, um, yeah, and after that first 15 minutes, the next 15 minutes of this game of football were pretty much torture to fucking watch. Like, it was doing my head in to watch this game of football for the back end of the first half and a fair chunk of the second half. Um, there wasn't a lot of good football played. There was error after error. Like, and the Tigers' two tries came directly from bombs on a winger and a centre. Like, surely you're trained for that shit. Like, you get yes. yourself in the... I didn't they were in I had horrible, more to about. horrible positions right. to take those balls and just got jumped over the top of and it led directly to the Warriors' tries. Um, there was no, 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 nothing sparkling in attack from either, either team and I won't be tipping either of these teams for the rest of the fucking competition <laughs> unless they're playing so, each other. Do, do you want to know the really sad thing as well? They've just announced that the Warriors' big return to New Zealand after nearly three years is going to be against the Tigers. That's the big, the big return. They're the winner well, game. Why do you think they've done that? They think it's a game they can win. Exactly. Why would they say our big returns against the Storm? People are going to go and watch them lose a hundred. Well, it, it was originally against Penrith, so maybe onto something well, there. Well, they've gone for the team that they think they're going to beat. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, speaking, but speaking of the bombs, I've had the jury. The jury for me has been out on Dane Laurie this year. And but there's just zero communication between the back three. Every week balls go up and everyone looks at each other and goes, "Oh, is it my job to catch it?" Except for Ken Mamalo has done an okay job, uh, except for last week. So in that one game, Ken Mamalo did an okay job. <laughs> and um, but there, there's no communication. And but Laurie, even the Luciano thing aside, he should have scored two or three tries. But he's not really getting involved. His defence is his defensive decisions are appalling. I just. You know, they've brought Kalis in as a defensive coach and it feels like they've gone backwards, to be honest. But um, am I reading any of that right, Ollie? I think you are. I think you've got quite an astute uh, uh, perspective of the Tigers at the moment, you poor thing. But, um, yeah, as we were sort of saying off-air, the Warriors were quite bad in this game, which is obviously worrying sides signs for the Tigers. Um, obviously, if that Luciano try was awarded, well, maybe we're not talking about uh, the Tigers in such a, a state right now, but at the end of the day, they lost the game and they lost it to a team who was quite very poor. 
to the extent that it it is actually it was probably the hardest game for me to pick a three two one in this I one. I actually couldn't find a Warriors player to give three points I, to. So I, I had to actually give points to a Tigers player in this one, and I felt weird doing it. Yeah, um, but we'll get to those. It, yeah, uh, we, I, we will. But I, I'm just it, it's. I feel like I cut you off too, Barn. So you can for, no, yeah no, for no, a good. for a winning team for me to be scratching my head. Who can I legitimately pick from this team? In the top, in the three, two, one, and not sound um, stupid. Pretty much, it's um, mm. worrying. Wor- worrying sides for the Warriors as well, and I feel like the Warriors might obviously go under the uh, the media microscope for most of this year, if well, you will, just because well, they're, they're, the, well, they're the Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah, they're yeah. the Warriors, and also they're the type of team that will probably win a couple games this year with that type of performance, to be honest, against a couple other crap teams and possibly on a certain return home to New Zealand against a certain team that I can't quite think of at the moment. So there we go. Gumpy? I actually wish it was the Saturday 3 o'clock game because I'd watch the races instead and then watch it later <laughs> and someone would tell me how bad the game was and I wouldn't have had to have bothered. Look, it was pathetic. The skills were pathetic the tactics were pathetic. It was just terrible. Like, I coach juniors, and if they played like that, with that little effort, regard for the ball, discipline, and all those types of things, I'd give them a, a roasting. And But the, thing, the, the problem for these teams is that we talk about changes and whatnot. Is there anyone better? Like, the, it's all right for us to say we make changes in teams, but there are squads of 30 here. So if these guys are – if the, the lower guys weren't in the team in the first place, then are they any better than what they've got? So they've got to work with the majority of these players moving forward. You might be able to drop a couple of them, but these coaches will, will again, make a winger a scapegoat and drop a winger and bring somebody yeah. <laughs> else in to make it look like they've they've made a change. But there's serious, serious problems for these two teams, even with effort for all of them. Like you said earlier, Daggy, five players probably tried for the Tigers. And you, it's probably the same for the Warriors. Yeah. Like you're in round three. Right. Yeah. Like you, people can't tell me that Matt Lodge is not running around for cash. Yeah, like he, he, he's terrible. Like he's a shadow of the player that he was when he was going well. And they were talking about him for Origin, for and you know, Blake wasn't lose, far off it either. To be honest, well, that's what I mean. You don't you lose your ability to to play the game. That comes down to effort and desire and all of those types of things, and they just don't appear to have it. Like it's it's quite sad. And I'm going to say, if we give anybody points three, two, and one in this, <laughs> we're kidding ourselves. We have to. Nobody. Though. Come on, man. No, nobody <laughs> deserves it. In fact, I think they all players should have donated their money to charity for playing in the game. That I, don't disagree. I agree. If we go to work and we do a shit job, there's consequences for for our actions in our jobs. We don't probably get dock pay, but you know what? What are they going? They've got to do something to these blokes and say, you're paying 20% into a charity here because that was shit and you didn't try. Yeah. That's how, like, that's my feelings on blokes that don't put in any effort. Yeah. I'm actually a half rapid Warriors player, but I think Wade Egan's actually trying is all I'll say. I think that there's some of them that are dead. The same as for the Tigers. I don't think that they're all not trying. Mm -hmm. You know what? They're probably all trying. 
but they just don't appear to be like there's no urgency. There's no, yeah, no, I'm gonna fucking get up and I'm gonna run to the other side of the field and do something. Yeah, no one wants to take the game on, and that's where like, when we get to the Bulldogs, that's 100% where. The Bulldogs, at least they have some. They have some line speed. They have kick chases. They do. They do. We'll get to them, but they do seventy percent of football properly, and then it's just the, they're missing well, that last. That's where I went with my three two ones. Was just on effort, to be honest. Well, that's um, probably what we'd have to do. Yeah. You know what? If I was if I was given three points, I'd give it to Gildart because I think he tried the hardest. Yeah, I'm giving three Gildart. I was going to give two to Toa, and I was going to give one to either Safarth or Egan. So that was the way I saw the game, and I wouldn't even look at the rest. But you blokes can tell me I'm an idiot. I thought Curran was still Josh, yeah. Josh Curran. Like, I think he deserves... It, it's weird. He still deserves a rap like we give him every he's week. He's going to end up on a lot of money, and a good bless. He's going to end up a on a lot of money club. at a better club, and I hope he does. He could end up That's at Melbourne on 700, and he probably deserves to be. Actually, no, because they will spend all their money by then. Let's say... The Roosters. Yeah, well, the Roosters. <laughs> just on what Gumpy was They're saying about mode, the though, squads, so. obviously, the only two hopes for the Tigers are... Um, you got Dewey and Hastings on the sidelines at the moment, but they're really the only hopes for the Tigers. And Sean Johnson possibly adds something to the Warriors, at least a little bit more of an understanding of how to play the game of football. But other than that, there's not a lot coming in for either of these two teams. I had Wade Egan with three points. I thought um, he tried he tried his ass off. He tackled well, and he actually was... When they did get down the middle of the field, he was the catalyst of that. Um, I had uh, the next two and one, I, was, I couldn't split... I thought Safarth put in a fantastic effort for a bloke who was coming off the bench and I thought he was probably tried as hard as anyone in that team so I gave him two points and then it was either Karen or Gildart. Um, Gildart just made a few too many errors for mine. He well, sort of right lost his head a couple well. of times. Yeah. He was trying to push things that, and that comes from effort and nobody else around to help him but yeah. it, that's it's, where I went. It's also a trend here with the Tigers. Those five players really that you sort of brought up putting in the effort, most of those players are players trying to prove themselves still yeah. whereas but it seems folks, the proven players or the safe players now, no, Flume has got his 700k yeah. contract. He's not interested. He's, yeah. he's awful. He's barely a first grade winger. Laurie, he had a good last year. And he had a good last safe. year. He's been yeah. awful this year. Uh, at least he's in the right position sometimes. And but like when Dewey comes back, you've got to look at him playing fullback again if that's the way he's going to be playing. Uh, but you, you know, no. why stop there? You go all the way across the field. Anyway, yeah, but it's like Safar's still someone breaking in. Gildas just moved from the other side of the world, and after two poor performances, probably yeah, thinking, yeah. "What am I doing here? If I don't at least put in an effort, you know, like, yeah. is is this what the Tigers are going to sort of have to re- rely on here? It, These it players who are still trying to prove themselves, yeah. which maybe you brought up the reserve and at least, you know, before, and credit, at least, at least Luciano's go. still trying. And it, well, it's like, he's, yeah. he's on the way out yeah. Yeah. until he got trying. injured. Jock he Madden was still as well. busting yeah. his yeah. ass. He yeah. sort of dropped off a bit when he got hurt, but. What do you say? They should have just let Brooks... I, I just, it makes no sense why they just didn't let Brooks go. I reckon if Dewey had been fit in the off-season, they would have let him go. But anyway, do we have, let's not talk about this anymore. I went Egan, Safarth, and then Gildard oh, or Karen. I'm going to go three Oliver, just because he has me. a nice name. <laughs> why don't you give me all the points instead <laughs> nah, of any of them? Two Egan, because I did mention him, and we'll give it to... Uh, I'll probably Safarth. Is it? Toa was good. Safarth was good. Safarth. Uh, I'd probably go Safarth over Toa, yeah. Gumpy, happy with that? I don't think Gump's happy with Gump's any of them. Don't look at the form for I actually don't care. If, if uh, Oliver Gildart wins the dag M off this performance, well, more power to him. Bunnies 28, Roosters 16. So some of the rest of this round, actually, that, as do that game, 
Well, this round just made more questions than answers, which uh, we'll get into. But Barney's 28, Roosters 16, Barney. Yeah, so we had five tries to three, four out of five conversions for Souths and two out of three for the Roosters. 81% completion for Souths and 69 for the Roosters. 35 out of 43 sets played. I didn't even bag Diggy. Out of 39. Anyway. (laughs) Three line breaks to five. 32 tackle busts to 43 for the Roosters. Five offloads to seven. Two force dropouts from both teams. Zero 40-20s. A ruck infringement from both teams. One inside the 10 for for Souths and two for the Roosters. Five penalties conceded to seven. Nine errors to 12. Damien Cook made 42 tackles, Butcher with 45, Arrow with 173 metres, and Tedesco with 202. Uh, Graham missed six tackles, made 21. The Harves missed five tackles each for Souths, and Manu missed six tackles and made 12. Uh, Ollie, you can have first crack here. Uh, well, to say I'm shocked is a bit of an understatement. This is probably the game where... I started thinking, as I said off air, I'm getting close already this point in the season to say teams are just going to beat each other willy-nilly. There's going to be plenty of upsets and Penrith will maybe end up walking the comp. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know what to... Like, already I'm... it. I don't see the Roosters missing the top eight, but I'm already getting our Canberra vibes from last year a little bit. Uh, the Roosters should... Good, should, well, good they should dusted be, off his uh, twice-a-year column where, he, where they haven't <laughs> beaten a top-four team in... In four years, whatever it is, he has the same. He just retreads the same shit, Buzz. It, it's uh, realistically on I know on paper, whatever. But the Roosters should be winning this game, and especially like we were talking about last week on the preview. Really, the Roosters' forward should have eaten South Sydney's forwards alive, and really should have won through the forwards, and they didn't. I thought Jairo for one for South Sydney put in a really good performance. Cam Murray, and it's those sort of smaller forwards who have been standing up. And it was like last year when we were saying South Sydney will fall off because of their forwards, but they sort of just kept trudging on and they made a grand final. So I don't know really what it is, but I guess they just keep proving people wrong. But really the Roosters should have been able to contain them. Don't know why they weren't able to. Latrell, um, you know, coming back and doing what he did against his former team, it was sort of was to the script. I guess you could say a little bit. Uh, when Joey Manu scored his try there, I did find a little funny, though, how he um, copied what he, he, he did. He did a little troll, and then his team went on to lose. <laughs> like, But I, I was probably, this is the first, well, not, sorry, round one, I was disappointed in the Roosters, but probably the first time I could say the Roosters were probably the most disappointing team of the round, at least I would say. Like, I wouldn't say the Tigers were disappointing because you kind of ex- expect, <laughs> like, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. It's fine. But <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Expectation but, versus reality. Yeah, expectation yeah, yeah. versus reality. I think the reality should have been the Roosters win this game through the middle. Um, they were sort of lacking. South Sydney's forwards, as I said, your Arrows and your Murrays really stepped up um, and they got the win in the end. I still don't know what to make of South Sydney, though. I still see them as a team who could lose to a team like the Broncos again in a couple of weeks. I don't mm. know off the top of my head who they're versing this week, but yeah, I don't know what to make of them. Gumpy? Look, I think the, the Rabbitohs were really good. Murray was great. Kalal Matangi was great. They held the middle. I don't know whether the Roosters forwards are as good as we think they are in terms of that. Takiyaho was great. There's one as bl- for yeah. the rest there's of them. A, there's one like, bloke I would pump up for now, and it's Takiyaho. There's only... You know what? I was concerned as to why Angus Crichton was coming off the bench. He came off and gave away three penalties and made two errors in the first 10 minutes he was on the field. 
um, and he's better than that. One thing that I found about the Roosters that really shocked me is, and I don't know whether you guys thought the same thing, their whole footy just seemed panicked. There was no calmness about them. Like Tedesco was running around like Josh Reynolds for most of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it was. It, it, yeah, it's yeah, very un Tedesco like. He might have run for 200 metres. I think 150 of them were sideways. Absolutely. And they it round in circles. They, it just wasn't a typical Roosters performance where they were calm and measured. It was all very manic and sort of all thrown together. It was just not great at all. But I thought, look, I thought Souths were really good. And they started to get their mojo back on that left-hand side. Um, I think they've got it right with Milne in the centres now and Paulo on the wing. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think the halfback is really good. He seems to be getting better every half of football that he plays. He he was good. Um, Luttrell did what he had to in his first game back. Arrow was good. But the Roosters, I'm, look, I was surprised that, out of the four of us, 75% of us picked the Roosters and they still might win the comp. But it, it surprised me that three or four people would would pick them in looking at their roster. I still think that there's, without the Morrises there, and I don't know that people realise that you've lost two of the best backs in the competition oh, over yeah. 15 years yeah. and you replace them with blokes that just aren't as good. And I'm not going to put any shit on Momorowski or Billy no. Smith or Suwali, whoever plays there, but they ain't the Morrises. Even in the first half there where Tedesco, Manu did the quick tap pass to Tedesco, Tedesco passed that ball on to Billy Smith who was in the hole and the pass went a little bit behind Billy Smith, so it wasn't a great pass, but... Brett Morris catches that and they score under the post. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Like there's your difference for the Roosters that, you know, the ball was behind him. wasn't the best pass from Tedesco, but you could see what they were trying to do. But again, it's one of those panic things, a 20-metre tap and let's rush out and throw three passes. They drop a ball and Johnston scores in the corner. Like it's yep. – it was just un-Roosters-like. And look, I don't know that we'll see it again, but we've seen it twice Yep. This year, that they haven't been I, great, and I see where Ollie is thinking about penning them because I get it. But let's just give them a few more weeks. And look, they're my 16th favorite team, so I, I wouldn't care if the Roosters got beat every week. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't really care. But I, yeah, I it was yeah. just uncharacteristic for them that they were, but it's been on show. Unfair. I agree with you, Gumpy, and and it's but it's been on show now three weeks in a row, basically, where Tedesco is just in everyone's way. And I'm not going to – I can't knock the bloke, but he um, – because he is in the conversation, best fullback in the game. But it's felt like he thinks he has to be involved in everything that happens. And Too many involvements yeah, probably and it, it, Is this because he had to last year and he saw still maybe, maybe that mindset? Maybe. But well, they've got to let, you've got to let yeah. your halves breathe before you yeah. panic. And they, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, Tupanua looked like a superstar last week, but we've seen maybe Manly aren't that good. Uh, there's one bloke in that four-pack I'd wrap. Like, Weary Hargraves felt too old last year, and he's dead to me now. But Angus Crichton now needs to prove himself oh, before yeah, we, yeah. we put him into the, the rarefied air I used to consider him. But, yeah, Takia has been the one shining light. Uh, and the rest of them didn't get... Like I said, they just didn't feel like they had a chance to breathe. But a lot of teams, there's a lot of teams here, and we've talked about it for three years we're doing this show. Gumpy, you've been on board for 18 months of it. 
where Penrith don't panic. Penrith are happy no. to win 22-15 or 22-whatever. They don't panic him, but it feels like South, uh, East think they have to win by 20. It feels like a lot of these teams think they have to win by 20 and instead of just going, let's get the ball back and let's do it again. Whereas Penrith go, okay, we'll have a repeat set. We'll have a repeat set. Also, we have four repeat sets. Oh, we'll score now. And you're rooted, and now it's going to be 6-0. And now it's going to be 12-0, yeah. and how are you going to beat us? Uh, and teams, East of all teams, aren't playing that way. Um, we'll get to Brisbane later, but there just seems it just seems like there's a frantic energy across the comp, and it's to everyone's detriment. Yeah, I just and, um, uh, go, when go. teams are doing that with the frantic energy, it's too easy then for momentum to shift. Yeah, like a couple of things don't go your way, and momentum shifts. Yeah, and we see what happens with momentum shifts. Like in Penrith games, very rarely does momentum shift because Penrith have made errors or they've caused the shift. The yeah. other team has to lift their, their gear yeah. in order or their abilities to change the momentum, whereas these other teams at the moment just seem to be giving away momentum when they've got it yeah. through, I don't know, frantic play. Not, yeah. and just, I don't know whether it's really season. How many times do points against a run of play happen? Like, whether it's an intercept, whether it's just you drop the ball after three sets and they score, it's, it's just it happens, including this game, but it happens all the time. And it, it shifts, it, it's a double, it's almost like a double momentum shift. You get down two gears instead yeah. of one. And whereas Prentice for two, for three years now, just go, okay, we're happy just to, we'll be right, we'll be right, we'll be well, right. You just look at it, 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 and it came off the back. Even of it's actually, even going back to the Tigers game, I'm there just going, just calm down, boys. Get a repeat set, you'll score next set. Well, it came back, if you go back to watch the Roosters, it was because they were getting beaten in the middle, so they thought they needed to make their metres on the edge, whereas Penrith will just go back to the default position of getting down and dirty. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they're happy to um, only make 20 metres in that set. They'll kick, they'll put it down in the corner, and then they'll make you do the fucking hard work to come back and get back to the field position. Whereas these teams try to spread it, get on the outside of people, and they drop balls or they end up going backwards and they make 20 metres in their set and they've got no option for their kick. Whereas Cleary will just kick early or O'Sullivan or Luai and they'll just push the other team back down the other end and go, okay, now it's our turn and beat you with line speed. And that's what Souths did to the Roosters. They beat them with their defensive line speed. You're 100% speed. right, Barney, you know what? They absolutely they flew off the line. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They can have three sets in a row where they make no ground at all. Yeah, absolutely flew and off the line the and they bashed up um, the Roosters' middles and they left no... Like, as soon as the ball started to go past the halves, the... South centres were in their face. Their wingers were in their face. They had no time or space with the ball once it got wide, so they needed to go back through the middle or kick early and turn them around and push push them back down there into the field, and they didn't do it. And they kept trying to beat them on the outside, and they got shown up for it. Um, Tedesco, as you said, started running around in circles. Manu had a couple of nice touches, but the, you know that, that comes with class players. But, yeah, this is one of Teddy's worst games I've seen in a while. We did mention a few times last year where he got into that sort of rut of running around in circles and sort of getting in the way of yeah. the play, and he did that a lot in this game. But um, the super coach points I forgot to mention, Murray with 129, Keon Kulamatungi with 86, and Cook and Manu with 75 points each. Uh, South just started way too hot in the first 20 minutes and absolutely dominated the Roosters from there on in. Um, the Roosters just couldn't find points at all. Both their halves looked like they had no time or space with the ball. And even when they did, they couldn't convert opportunities. They dropped the ball or they, fucking, they you know, dropped it backwards and lost 10 metres and then had were kicking off the back foot. 
And then uh, the Roosters just, uh, South just kept coming. Their line speed was tremendous. They're a big um, possession team. When they go up above 75%, they win majority of the time when they hang on to the ball. They've got some classy ball players in Arrow and Murray, which we've all mentioned, that can play that tap-on play back inside. What That um, that hold-up ball for Walker back inside off Cameron Murray was one of the best tries I've seen this year. That was beautiful. Stepped on the outside of his opponent and just dropped it back inside. And Walker just carved up. And that's what they're the plays that the Roosters need to be putting on for Teddy and just go, mate, straighten up. Don't worry about floating around out the back and running around in circles. Do what you do best, which is come through the middle and carve teams apart. And this is the thing. People rant about, oh, Victor Radley, what a ball player. What a good, like, oh. But when push comes to shove, he's not in the same conversation as Murray or Yo or, uh, let me think. Mo. Mo had a not Mo Fodaway. He's not even a Mo Fodaway. We'll get to that. Oh, anyway, we'll get to that <laughs> later. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um, like, but that's it's a different level of play, and uh, it's all right. So yeah, he, he hits hard and this and that. But Cam Murray was the best NRL player on a field this weekend. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He and was. it's just different class. And Robbo should be there going, go and watch that bloke what he just did, and that's what he should be doing. Yeah. As all we right, all team. mentioned, Takiyaho was the best rooster on the field by a fair way. Um, I thought Watson and Butcher. Did okay, so did Radley, but um, yeah, there's too many mistakes in there. Tupu, he's always good on that wing, but he doesn't get enough opportunities in this Roosters team. Um, Kulamatangi was fantastic, um, and Cook was Cook's best game for a long time, I thought. He actually got out and started doing a few things, and he was linking up with his middlemen, which um, opened up the middle against the Roosters. Cam Murray, he's got beautiful hair, beautiful eyes. I'd bear his children if you asked me to, but... <laughs> Cam Murray for As three points, Kulamatangi for two, and Takiyaho for one. Uh, Ollie, um, what have you got to say about this game? I've got to say that, um, well, there's not too much else to say from what I said. <laughs> I, I went, I went to say what I said before, and I realised oh, I've said something already. I do. I just remember though a question I have for Gump though. Uh, just quickly uh, on the saying. Roosters uh, edge players, you were talking about. Um, you know, how they're sort of not the same class as the Morris brothers yet, let's say. Um, is this more something that it, it just sort of needs time with the players they got around them, just time, uh, especially with your Billy Smiths, I guess, coming back from injury, Paul Momorowski back at the Roosters in a new team. Is this something that just needs a little bit of time or once Joseph Sawali sort of I feel like gotten back to regular Suwali. football, um, yeah. because I believe he's back playing he's back reserve grade now. Yeah. Is he something where grade. Yeah, it, is it, do you, are you sort of just waiting to bring Sawali back in probably for Billy Smith, or is this just something yeah. you need to give time? Well, you've got to bring, you've got to bring Suwali in. You're paying him big money to play first grade, I would have thought. Um I know they've got raps on Billy Smith, but He's too I think small, the other isn't guy, he? he looks a bit well, small. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that if you're paying that much for for a kid and you think that he's, you know, about Smith, star, not Suwali. Yeah, no, but you've got to play him. Yeah. Um, I think that they've probably played him in reserve grade to give him game time. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with the team this week. Trent Robinson, he might stick with the same blokes for this week to say last week was just stuff up and give him a chance to redeem him. So I don't know what he'll do. But, look, I'll answer your question. I think it just does take time. But they've got blokes there now that are just not as good. Yeah. Like, And it happens with every team that sometimes you lose players 
and the players you bring in aren't as good. Not everybody's as lucky as the Melbourne Storm that loses Cameron Smith and gets Harry Grant or loses Ado Carr and gets Xavier Coates or whatever. Mm. They, you know, that some teams just aren't re- able to replace the, the calibre of player that's out. But it'll take time. Those blokes are still good first graders. Yeah. All right, you two boys can jump in because uh, Barn has given his numbers, but obviously three Murray, two... I had two Latrell, one day to Takiyahu and Manu, but also happy to go with a Kolomantungi uh, type. Well, I'd probably say Takiyahu two, even, and I, I would have had Arrow one, but I'm happy to concede Arrow. I just thought he had a really good game he did have a good as game. well. So, but I don't know, Gump? Yeah, I'm happy to go with what you guys have. The only one that I might have thrown in was Damien Cook. It's his best game for two years. Mm. But... You know, just because it's his best game for two years doesn't mean he was better than the other three guys yeah, either. So I'm, I'm happy to go with what Barney said. Remind me? Yeah. I had Murray, Kulamatangi, and Takiyaho for the one. Yep, let's but... go with that. That's fine. Uh, and Latrell was great. I think there is an element of... Yeah, twice in the game. But there's an element... <laughs> but that's, that's Latrell. Like, that, there is an element of... Today. No, but you know what there is? Oh, no. I, I think he is their talisman. I think he... When he's on the field, they think they're a taupe, and when he's not, they're a different team. I think, Look, I think that there needs to be a happy medium. I think that there needs to be a happy medium between how much Teddy's doing and... How much Latrell's doing. Not <laughs> yes. how little Latrell does, but yes. the, the perfect thing would be somewhere in the middle yeah. of, of that or Latrell's involvement. Funny is there isn't quite a perfect one because Pappy just runs his ass off everywhere, every minute, and it's, like, exhausting to watch. Gutho, a little bit similar, and then there's, like, who's the happy, I suppose, well, Tur- Turbo. Turbo's well, Turbo the happy medium was, in a way, I uh, suppose. Turbo, Turbo, had 45, he, Turbo touched the ball 45 times. Didn't yeah. Turbo, yeah. yeah. yeah so be someone like Kennedy or Reese Walsh or someone who sort of only jumps in, you know, and sort of hangs back and In a team like that, on. when I was saying, like, in a team yeah. where you've got yeah. no one else, you need, obviously, you need to overplay your hand, mm. but... In that team, they need to. If Luke Keary and Walker in a team, who people tell me are Origin halves, they need to be playing like Origin they, halves. They need to set up some plays from for Teddy rather than just throwing him the ball and go yeah. and do your best. That's what it yes. comes down to. The ideal one's probably Dylan Edwards. Yeah, yeah. When you think about yeah, it, he's absolutely. got Cleary and Luai in the halves and know doing what he does. And Dylan Edwards is safe, does what he does. But when he comes into the game, he is coming into the game and doing quality things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't have the speed or the strength or anything of these other guys, but he's Picks involved when I think well. about yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Barney's pulled the whip, so into Penrith and Newcastle, 38-20, 12 men for, what was it, 60-something uh, 60 minutes, minutes? yeah, absolutely. What did the stats say, Barn? And, uh, and Read them quick. <laughs> seven tries to four, four out of seven Quicker. conversions no, right. for, <laughs> for, four out of seven conversions for Penrith, two out of Slow four Slow down, for the damn Knights. it, I can't hear one out of one penalty goals for the Panthers. 31 out of 38 sets played 30 out of 38 sets. 150-plus post-contact metres for the Panthers. Four line breaks to five. 16 tackle busts to 28 from Newcastle. Six offloads to five. Zero force dropouts, zero 40-20s. 290 tackles made by Penrith. 338 made by Newcastle. Uh, zero ruck infringement, zero inside the tens. Very disciplined teams, these two. Uh, seven penalties conceded from both teams, nine errors from both teams. And the send-off for the Knights. Isaiah Yeo made 36 tackles. Kurt Mann made 45. Edwards with 216 metres. And Daniel Siafidi with 154. Kikau missed five tackles, made 20. Targo missed four and made 12. 
Young missed three tackles and made four, and Clifford missed three tackles and made 12. Uh, Supercoach points, Taylor May with 106, Targo with 94, and Kurt Mann with 84. Ollie, you can lead us away here. Is this game sort of not an indicator, I guess you could say, or a reaffirming of an issue that Newcastle had last year, which is their edges in terms of defence are not very good. Like yeah, this expo- it's, it's this half exposed it, this exposed but, yeah. it to the furthest extent, and yeah, this is me sort of stomping on a team that's been very good this year. But that's one thing I've noticed. They've still got something that they still need to improve is definitely the edges because they sort of ended up getting t- torn apart there. We've got another one of them to talk about soon. <laughs> but, yeah, um, there was a missing player. For yeah, of, of, yeah, of, of right. course. Yeah, yeah. Well, but um, I, I still think from what I saw from the defence, though, there does still need to be a bit of significant improvement in that edge defence. But um, Isaiah is getting close to my favourite footballer. I mean... But we talk about, I guess, the Dally M votes and that, but at least they're getting the bloke who probably should just about be on top, right? In Isaiah Yo, while Cleary's been out, he's been close to a perfect footballer, both in attack and in defence. Sort of makes me a little bit sad that Cleary's most likely going to be, but pretty much definitely going to be back this weekend and uh, probably prevent some of that, but Yo will still do his job. Um, it, it's just been great to see him, and it's sort of amazing how he's the guy who's able to pick up from Cleary, and it's the development of the lock role, right? We've been talking about the ball-playing lock. It's now gotten to an extent, I guess you could say, where arguably the best player in the game, the best halfback in the game, definitely from the defending premiers is out, and the player who's able to step up and ensure everything doesn't fall apart isn't the replacing halfback as good as O'Sullivan's been. It's been the lock, Isaiah. And I guess that just goes to show as well how important it is in the modern game to maybe not have a Jason Taumalolo at lock who's just going to crash over, but you need someone with a bit of ball skills as well. Well, the worst part of it all is he didn't get a point from me this week, to be honest. Really? <laughs> Even though he works his ass off and he does so much work I, and I, the ball plays ooh. extremely well, but I thought there were some really impressive performances out of a few other players in this one. Um, what, what do you say? Knights, I thought the Knights did well to match up for as long as they did. Um, they should have been busted and completely run over by about 10 minutes into the second half, considering that they were player down. Um, they still managed to find that grit and sort of control control Penrith's middle. Uh, Penrith's defence in the middle was a little bit lacklustre, but when you're missing uh, James Fisher-Harris, uh, Appy was off there for about 30 minutes and they looked like there was a few few issues in their, in their middle defence towards the back end of this game but Fisher-Harris comes back and that should fix a lot of that up to be honest but um, yeah, uh, Penrith's forward pack I thought Knights probably had the better better going in the middle of the field um, but the outside edges Penrith just absolutely stripped them you've got blokes like Targo and Crichton they're going to strip teams no matter who they're up against whether they've got a full team. Penrith could probably be a player down for 60 minutes and then them centres are still going to strip some teams when you get them one-on-one. Uh, Crichton and Targo with their footwork speed and the the power out of both of them is, is ridiculously good. Um, every time Newcastle started to come back into the game, Penrith just went, oh, that's right, they're a player short on the edge. We'll just pass, 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 pass and score in a corner. And they, <laughs> they did it three or four times towards the back end of this game. Crichton was amazing, so was Targo. Yeah. Um, Taylor May had a dream to... Well, it wasn't his debut, was it? But oh, Was it his first grade debut? No, but it was close yeah, enough. Yeah, we had this he, had a, he had a dream game, obviously. 
Um, Leo Thompson looks like, as I mentioned before the season started, he looks like someone who's going to end up taking a really good position on the bench for this Newcastle team. Big, strong body. Uh, Frizzell was really good, and Mann was probably the Dragons' best, uh, the Knights' best player. Appy, Luai, and Uzenhaith uh, did okay. That's fucked it up twice. Yo ching, was very ching. good, but um, as I said, I thought May, Targo, and Crichton were probably the best three players on the field in this game. You could chuck Luai in there as well. I thought Luai probably had his best game for quite a while. Gumpy? Yeah, I thought when when a player gets sent off, I think that the game just sort of becomes a game. I don't ever think Penrith were – I think they thought they could score whenever they want. I think that's why their defence might have been a bit in the middle. Fisher-Harris wasn't there. Appy went off. Liam Martin wasn't playing either yeah. for the defensive player. So they're sort of getting down to forwards – Nine and ten in yep. their out of their six, so or eleven and twelve in in terms of who's going to play. Um, they also lost Chris Smith as well, who came in for for Liam Martin. So again, you're going down the pecking order. Absolutely. I just think the fact that Penrith they knew if they went to an edge, they had the class to score points and and sort of took the whip out of their threw the whip away and did enough what they needed to do and that's probably what they've got to do in some games because as I've spoken about before and we've all spoken about playing the same way every week with that grind and grit and that what they play with might take its toll so it's probably not bad that they have a few games where they're not doing that and they're they're winning other ways in in terms of of that and the player getting sent off I guess. that's what they did more probably not so much last year but the year before where they'd have games where Kiko wouldn't touch a ball or uh, they'd Clearly, let Luai run the team, or um, it seems like they're similar to that. Probably more a twenty twenty thing than a, than last year, where they just yeah. kept going. Well, they scored. They scored forty points. Clearly, didn't play. Kickout barely touched the ball. Fisher Harris didn't play. Martin didn't play. I know, and I know they played against twelve men. And I guess we get onto the the elephant in the room with the Mitch Barnett. And there's a whole lot of things saying now that his teammates are gathering around him and and all that kind of stuff. But really, I don't think Newcastle would have won the game. But to do something like that, you're flushing two points down the toilet. Yeah. Yes. Um, and look, I don't know what reason you'd have for doing that, but that that's like, you know, a coward punch, someone walking down, like Chris Smith was standing there. Like, If, you, if really, I walked over and did like, that now, I'll go to jail. To that's right. I, I don't get what's going on in your life. Or whatever that would make you do that. Like yeah. I just think it's grubby. They're talking six to eight weeks. I'd give you more personally yeah. than than that. But I I don't know your thoughts on it, but it's just what Denny we've King spoken about things before being a shit well, look, like and Dylan Brown the thing and the the other stuff last year and Fui Mayano. This is much worse. Yes, this it, is much that, worse. It is unprovoked. That. It's intentional. And it is. Uh, well, he's going to break his jaw. It's yeah. more good luck than good judgment that he that he doesn't have a serious yeah. injury. And, from, and that's when people and it's it's the and the coward punch thing is when you're blindsided, it's much worse. Uh, so I I think he deserves twelve to sixteen, but probably get a seven hundred dollar fine and a slap on the wrist. But realistically, they'll probably give him six to eight, yeah. and he should get ten to twelve. And, but if they're going to carry on about head 
they've carried on for two years about head issues now. They've brought in a whole bunker for it. And if he's not getting severely, severely punished, it, it it's actually even more far school than it already is this round. Oh, it's half a season, realistically. It should be 12, should be 12, 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, they'll probably yeah. give him four to six and a $1,000 no, fine or something like that. If it's four to six, and like, honestly. Watch it happen, mate. But uh, <laughs> it should be at minimum 10, somewhere up to 16 yeah, weeks, I think. It was absolute stupidity. Like, you have to go out of your way to do that kind yeah. of shit. There's no way that's accidental or there's no way you can argue that. That's You put your hands up and plead for mercy, realistically. That was... Dumbest fucking thing I've seen for a long time. He's booked a Kentucky tour. Forgot during the off season. He's forgot <laughs> that the NRL season exists. He's getting married the next ho- month. The holidays yeah. coming up, and he's gone. I've <laughs> got to get out of playing somehow. That that's the only thing I could. That's the only reason well, I could give to as to why he would do it. Right, Gump? Like, why would he? Well, you brought it up. Yeah. Why would he do it? Because <laughs> he's dumb. It is rugby league. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Oh. Anyway, to to everyone's well, what can we say about him apart from we're probably going to slap him in. 45 minutes time but apart from that what else nothing else really to say yeah no. stupidity no. personified mate I just want to add that uh, look I, I, I think Newcastle overperforming but it is a scary scary thought uh, I want to re-emphasise here about Targo Targo's almost an elite center in the game now he's as good as Crichton and he's uh, maybe even better in skill wise uh, he's obviously not as big but um, he yeah, if you don't have him super coach, if you had him in super coach as a cheapie, you, you're not selling him because no. he's going to be demolishing <laughs> some teams. Uh, Tyler may end up in front of Staines in the pecking order. Has I think to. it's well, a no-brainer. If he doesn't, I, I now know yeah. why they let Momorovsky go with ease because they let Burton go and Targo was going to be there already. But yeah. now Momorovsky's gone, you can move Crichton back into the centres, and then you've got Staines yeah, they, they, and Taylor May yeah, coming and up. As yeah. said, like you've got Nathan Cleary coming you've back next week, so you're doing all right. So in in a comp where we don't know where 14 teams are. They're in a pretty good spot. They're, they're, yeah. I don't want to say got, yet. They're probably they've got five or six. They've got five or six 17 or 18 year olds in those positions coming through just quietly. Mm. <laughs> that are that are Tago esque. There are probably a hundred kids out in Dubbo. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, well, like there's 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 some of these kids are already in their system. Yeah, like, they know that now. And um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure you'd know Gumpy, but I'm sure there's another prop to partner of Fisher-Harris next year. I'm sure there'll be people all the way through, and they might march to comp in. Yeah. But yeah. It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't generally happen, but I, oh, I yeah. you're, you're about to say Tago three and I Tago with three, May with two, and then Crichton, Luai, or Kurt Mann for the one point. The only bloke you haven't mentioned, I thought it was Tex Hoy's almost best game in a shit situation, but what does that mean? Kurt Mann was heaps better than yeah. him, though. Look, uh, I, I don't think this is going to be a winning argument, but I did have Yo with three just because I guess it's a bit of um, it's a bit of bias, I guess, against edge players as well, giving out points. So I'm happy to concede him here, but we are. Sucking. I'll you know, I'll ditto Ollie. I can't not give Yo three points in that match, but again, the points are. are more your thing, I'm. I, but I would go with Yo has to get some points. He's just One. the cornerstone of everything. Who's the last, who's the last lock to win Dalian? Brad Clyde? Uh, Tamalolo. Tamalolo. Well, yeah, was, was he playing? No, he was playing lock. He was playing lock. Yeah. He might have been second round. Right, well, let's yeah, give him two then, eh? Yeah, I'll give him two. Right. So, Targo three, three uh, Yo two. two, and we'll give May one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Eels 28, Storm 24 went down to Golden Point. Mm. The return of the cheese. Oh, this is a 
pretty good game of footy. Admittedly, oh, I was a very had drunk lots of free beer by this stage, but I enjoyed <laughs> what I saw, and I enjoyed what I saw of the replay, trying to work away today. But Barney, tell us some stats, and Gump, you make you can lead us away on this one. Four tries to five, four out of four conversions from both teams. A storm with a field goal miss, and Parramatta. Parramatta with two field goal misses. Uh, 28 out of 41 sets, played 29 out of 37. Seven line breaks for the Storm, five for the Eels. 44 tackle busts, played 32. 14 offloads to 12. Zero force dropouts, zero 40 20s. 317 tackles for the Storm, 351 for Parramatta. Two ruck infringements to three. One inside the 10 against the Storm. Seven penalties conceded to five. 12 errors to 11. Brandon Smith with 37 tackles, Papali'i with 43, uh, Pappy with 205 running metres, and Regan Campbell-Gillard with 197. Hughes missed five tackles and made 16, and Moses missed eight and made 10. Supercoach points were Munster with 121, Pappy with 107, Brandon Smith with 102, and Dylan Brown with 100. So, Gumpy, yeah, I guess when I throw to you, do we assume these are two top four teams playing top four footy, or not quite? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'd say so. They're both. It was a high quality game. There were there were lots of skill, um, lots of high energy. Both teams played it with with really good intensity. There wasn't too many players on the field that I'd say had a, a bad game. I think that you know that along the players that you would expect to perform performed. I thought Mitch Moses was really good. Um, I think he sort of turned the corner. I think Gutho had a lot more energy in this game than he did in the first two when we sort of thought he might have been a bit injured or heavy-legged. Um, it was Dylan Brown's best game that, that he's had in a very long time. Two and it's years, good to okay. see him running the ball. Like, uh, I'm a Dylan Brown fan and I've seen him he's play so, for many, many years. He's so and, strong when he wants to be. Jesus, yeah, strong. And it, it was good for me to see Dylan Brown do what, I know he can do and what, what Parramatta knows he can do. Um, they've probably leave Wonga Blake on the wing, I think, oh, moving absolutely. forward. And, can't play and have Penasini and Opacek in the centres. So I think that, that he solves probably that, that wing problem that they may have had. He's a strong ball carrier even out of their own area and it gets him doing that more from the wing. Um, the storm, the cheese was good considering he, he had a broken hand. Um, I think Harry Grant plays the storm, probably still win the game as good as the cheese was. You get cheese in at lock and, and Harry doing his thing. Um, but look, Parramatta seemed to have their measure the last few times they've played them and, and maybe moving forward, it might be a bit of a bogey team for Melbourne in, in finals and whatnot when they come up against each other. You know, not many teams go to to Melbourne and win, and they've done that. And, look, I, I want to have a shout-out for Ray Stone. Um, no, he's the only one that chased that ball at the end. He put himself in a position that's unfortunate. He's done an ACL, but you can see now why a player with that's had very limited minutes um, – is on Wayne Bennett's radar yeah. to go to the Dolphins mm. next year. Wayne Bennett's obviously seen a bloke that's willing to put in the one percenters and the things that he likes in a footballer. And, you know, nobody else was there from Parramatta or Melbourne to sort of cover it up. And he's put himself and got his team two valuable points, which are probably before winning against Melbourne in Melbourne. It's probably oh, worth four sure. points because yeah. no one else will win down there. So, you know, hats off to Ray Stone, played 16 minutes and probably gets into the 3-2-1 based on that effort alone. 
Um, yeah, but it was a good game of footy. And, and look, these teams will win more than they lose. We already knew that. Um, you know, um, I'll throw over to someone else. Yeah, I can't say a lot more about it. Um, fantastic game of footy, especially for the first hour of this game. It was about as physical a game of football that I've seen for quite a while, to be honest, especially in that first 40 to 60 minutes. They were absolutely steaming in against each other. Um, there was some really nice ball movement, um, high-quality kicks, high-quality football all around, realistically, for the majority of this game. Um, as you mentioned, Ray Stellan did really well to be in the right place at the right time, but he was absolutely kissed on the ass for the, with the bounce of the ball that just ended up in his lap both times. Um, obviously unfortunate that now he looks like he's going to be out for the year. As you mentioned again, Wonga Blake's found his spot in the wing. like He can't play anywhere else in this team. Um, actually, Bun, do you, the more I think about this is probably their right back four. Looking pretty like, close to it. Fuck yeah. Siva. Like, <laughs> like, who are these three, these four are better than... Well, Wonga Blake's going to turn around and get back for kicks and probably jump higher yeah. than Sibbo's and he's ever going to... But if you give him the ball on yeah. the wing, he's going to... He'll try and score himself, which is what you want. Well, just on Sibbo, arguably the worst thing Brad Arthur's ever done as a coach is after 2020 coming out and saying, yeah, it's amazing what Sibbo's been able to do because since he's come to the club, you know, all I've really taught him about rugby league is, you know, grab the ball, run as hard as you can and put it over the line. So it's like, okay... If you're saying that and saying you've taught him nothing else, there are plenty of areas to expose. And since 2020, oh, sorry, 2019, I should say, really, he's been struggles largely to tackle, struggles yeah, to, turn to offload the ball. Struggles high in the but Waka like, can, yeah, he yeah. can do that, and he just he just be yeah. a bit wider and but still play the same. Well, Nelson and um, Kenny Bromwich were really good in the middle. Um, Cheese and. Uh, young King, he's been tremendous to start this year, and um, uh, he's going to be one of my first bought this week in Supercoach. <laughs> he's punching he's out 29. the minutes. He's like 29. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. might be 29, but he's absolutely killing yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and I'm just <laughs> saying, like, like, how did Newcastle not Jerry? Yeah, that, I hey. don't know, but his um, work rate and his effort, um, play after play, is fantastic. I thought um, Papa Lee, again, was really good for Parramatta. Uh the Cheese and Pappy were fantastic. So Munster was really good, but I thought um, Melbourne sort of threw this game away towards the back 20 mm. minutes of this game. There, there was definitely opportunities, and they bombed probably two or three of them in that last 20 minutes, half an hour, where they probably should have gone ahead by 10 points uh, with you know 10 or 15 minutes to go, and I, don't, I can't see Parramatta chasing that back down. But um, what do you say? Again, uh, I think that they probably got a bit hectic like the Roosters did, yeah, like yeah. for... One of a better term, I think that they probably got a little bit too impatient and and you know thought absolutely you know, they had to come up with the magic play to to win the game. Yeah, weren't kicking and the front door down like they thought they were going to because um, you know Parramatta's defence in the middle there was pretty good for most of the. Night. RCG was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the bench for both sides didn't really have a lot of impact in this game, and Arthur only using three out of four substitutes. So. <laughs> You all know it's one of my bugbears. I don't understand how you only use three out of your four substitutions, especially when the game's on the line. O'Brien did at it the in back I think, end um, of the game. O'Brien did it for uh, Mama Sea only paid two minutes as well. Yeah, but, yeah Dylan Brown was probably the difference in this game, and I thought he was close to the best player on the field, even though you know a few other people got more super coach points, but. Yeah. Well, I had to fox me this one, so I'll forfeit my um, my three, two, one. But from what I saw of the game, watching it back. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, as you brought up, Gump, I thought, well, at least from what I saw in the minis, he was definitely 
up there with the best players on the field, I'd say. Um, that tireless effort you brought up before that Ryan Pappenhausen puts on all the time, I'd say that was definitely on display from what I saw as well. But I am quickly changing my tune on Parramatta. I was saying before that, that this isn't the, the end of their premiership window that had ended two years ago, but um, the, the way the comp's panning out already, I'm starting to see them as maybe... A, a top four side, but I, it, I guess in terms of the Cronulla Parramatta argument that's been going on since um, the, the off season, uh, since uh, the infamous uh, preseason, yeah, the preseason yeah. for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but, uh, no, Come but uh, the thing is, Cronulla's <laughs> playing well as well, so I, I'm confused. Maybe, maybe they'll face each other in a grand final qualifier. Let's or something revisit we'll that see. halfway through the year. Eh? But <laughs> no, I was I was bullish on Para, and uh, I'm, I'm quite I was quite happy to be because they're playing good footy, and I, I, I more more goes on. I think that. Cronulla power game as well will put them in good stead. Both these, both those teams and Melbourne will start raping teams in the next six to eight weeks. Uh, I'm allowed to use that word. I don't know. It's uh, very aggressive. I'm allowed to use that word now. Uh, it, those thoughts are your own, uh, yeah. just in case. <laughs> yes, uh, but that said, the Melbourne spine looked the least. I, again, I listened. First of all, I listened in the taxi on the way back from the races and. To not have Thirsty Morrow call in this game was a detriment to 2GB, but because um, the fill-in was not as good. Uh, but the replay, I thought the Melbourne spine looked the least clunky it looked. They've sort of got their stuff together. Uh, at least Munster and Pappy have their own pri- their personal space, as we say, the kids <laughs> a bit better. Um, but that looked quite clean. But Pear, Parra looked good. RCG was fantastic. And again, to your point about Ray Stone, you can see why... Dolphins were chasing him, Gump. And Dylan Brown, big, strong, throwing good balls, hitting the line. He just maybe just wasn't fit. Like, maybe he just carried the injury through last year. But para fans have been so bullish on him. Uh, who Every para fan now is the most fickle yeah. human being on the yeah. planet. And they all <laughs> swear by Dylan Brown. And uh, they might be right. So if they both click, para in real good stead. Uh, we've, we, you've touched on the obvious away from that. Josh King... The cheese is the cheese, and Melbourne will be better next week when they get Harry back as well. But these are two top four teams. I think if you're one of a fan of either, you wouldn't Absolutely. be worried. Uh, give us your 3-2-1, Bunk, because I feel, like Ollie, I feel like yeah. you two guys should judge better than me. I had Brown, Munster, and either Pappenhausen or RCG for the one. Gumpy? Yeah, I'd go, I'd go with Barney and throw RCG in for the one. But I'd go, yeah, I'd go the same as Barney there. Brown, Pappenhausen, RCG? Brown, Munster. Oh, Munster, and RCG, sorry. Pappenhausen or RCG. No, we'll go RCG. That's fine. The Raiders, 24. The Titans, 22. Good to see you, Oliver. <laughs> see you later, Oli. <laughs> oh, no, I don't, I, this game still doesn't compute in my brain. I don't quite know what it all means, but Barney, you can tell us. They just, like, switch jerseys They just switch jerseys. Yeah, absolutely, they did. Five tries to four, two out of five conversions for the Raiders, three out of four for the Titans. 27 out of 35 sets played 30 out of 37. Four line breaks to five, 37 tackle busts to 32. 14 offloads for the Raiders, five for the Titans. Two force dropouts to one, zero 40-20s. 318 tackles to the Raiders, 325 to the Titans. One ruck infringement against the Raiders, one inside the 10 against the Raiders. Six penalties conceded to four, nine errors to eight. Hudson Young made 33 tackles. Mo Fodawaka made 37, Tuppany with 148 metres, and Fafita with 173. Both halves for the Raiders missed four tackles each, and Fafita missed sixth and made 28. 
And Mazu missed five and made six. Supercoach points, Tino with 89, Firma with 89, and Rapana with 88. And Big Mo with 71. Yes. A fine, fine performance. Who wants to go on? Well, I'll be honest, I, I watched the second half of this game. You should have watched the first drunk. But Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> I don't want to go back and watch this game. I haven't since. So I might might as well fall for my 3-2-1 for this one as well because I hate this game. That's it is fine. one of the worst We're games I've seen. We're very informative podcast. Well, I know, but... None of us, none of us but, watched any foot this week. Listen to us. No. I'll watch it. I'm good from here on out. But, you know, the first half... Yeah. I'm on this boat. I'm having a great time partying, right? I thought I was going to go back and watch the game the next day because the Titans had flogged in. During the first half, I've got people coming up to me. Hey, have you seen the score? The Titans have scored. I'm, getting a, bit, I'm getting a bit happier yeah. and a bit more dancey. I'm drinking a bit more How Good's Life. Da, da, da. Gets to halftime and my mate's like, do you want to watch the second half? I said, well, you know six. what? I was like, yes. well, would I rather dance with people and have a good time or watch my team flog these geeks? I thought, I would rather watch my team flog these geeks. Wrong decision because I'm crowded there in the corner of this boat. We end up getting a bit of a crowd during the second half seeing what's going on and my smile just slowly dissipates. It is the most horrendous thing I've ever seen in my life because I was getting cocky at halftime. I was happy. And then for the rest of the night, I had people coming up to me going, up the milk, up How the milk, the Titans up, up the yeah, milk. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, <laughs> just horrible. Like, I don't, it, it is purely, be, I guess, as well because of the circumstances. It was one of the worst experiences of my life, to be honest. <laughs> oh, wow. I hate the Titans. That's yeah. pretty like, full on. I tip- <laughs> That's one of the worst experiences. I've tipped, wow. them, I've tipped them to miss the top eight at the start of the year. I'm now sticking firm <laughs> on that. They'll probably lose to the Tigers this week and hand them their first win because the Titans are just that team who like to do that. For nah, this, Ke- forward, Ke- this forward pack will flog 10 other teams <laughs> from, from the Titans, but, yeah, they absolutely fell in a hole. How do I... This hole is not out. <laughs> oh shit! I'm on a boat! Doesn't it crash at the end? To a flip! What the. Well, yeah. where the Raiders got back in this game is they just started steamrolling your shitbag right edge, where yes. Tomoko yeah. looked like apparently he's Mal Meninga. I, I saw, oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that. Yeah. And because, well, Corey Thompson's yeah. fit this week. He should play centre. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. Uh, without naming other names, but they just steamrolled down a passage. They found the opening and they got the key to the door and kicked it in. And they went there every <laughs> set. <laughs> like every, every set. Because imagine imagine a football team that... Playing a team with 12 men and not trying to exploit that. I, who knows? <laughs> They're up 22-0. But uh, anyway, they hammered it there. I, the first half, AJ Brimson looked fantastic. Uh, Mo Fodawaker was probably the best player in the field because he's Mo Fodawaker. Uh, Firma looked good. Like Everyone looked like world beaters. Tino was absolute class. Tino was outstanding. Through the middle, toughest player on the field. And then they just changed jerseys at halftime and it went the other way and... Young Schneider and Whiten looked good, but like they they had the door open there. They just had they knew where to go. They went there, and hey, they scored points. What well, yeah, what more can I say to it? It's I, I, that's, as a result, I don't actually know what to make of the game. I just 
it happened. Well, it's sort of weird for me because I didn't see the first half. All I saw was a great camera oh, performance. Eight, eight, eight. I can't work. Maybe I, I should watch the first half or the highlights of the I, first half. I, I, least say I, think a, I think AJ like will be how? fine at 5'8". You know like what happened how? for the Titans? How? The first half, I think Fafita touched the ball twice. In the second half, every time they touched it, they were looking for Fafita to do something. Yeah. And he was too busy doing fucking nothing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they basically just went, save us, David, and threw it out wide, and that was it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, all I want to say is I think AJ will be fine at 5'8". He played pretty well, at least first half. Mm. Uh, some nice touches, got involved when he needed to. Toby Sexton's a good player. He good is. player, and so... But the pressure got what, to him. Then, In the yeah, last then 20 minutes, played he eight games made of footy some and, of the worst decisions yeah. of a halfback from so this So he's also a 20-year-old halfback having to carry a team with a new 5'8". Which catches up still jury out as I flagged last week on prayer and um, young Jaden. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. uh, very little, very little impact at all this year, Jaden. Yeah. So you know, the moment might come where they might have that come to Jesus meeting and just put AJ back there for a bit. But you know, the good forwards look good. For feeder was for feeder, and then they got run down by a team that. They yeah. didn't do anything special no, either. They it just, was they one just pass, two pass, they just, give they, it to Tomoka. They just knew where to go and they did it. Yeah. And like I, I'm trying to think of how to wrap them, but I actually can't wrap them. Well, Tomoko's footwork is outstanding and he's got a lot of strength for a little bloke and he did make a lot of incisions down that right-hand side of the Titans' defence. Um, Schneider, I thought, was fantastic. Um, he's kicking game, especially close to the line. He got a couple of repeat sets. Yeah, I think he had two try assists and a line break assist. Um for a young kid, as you mentioned, I think he's only 20 years old. It's, it's like his second or third game of first grade. He looks like he belongs in first grade at the moment. Um, and he's a strong defender as well for a half, which you don't find a lot of halves that are actually strong defenders. I want whatever's in the water that Ricky was handing out at halftime for the Raiders because they look like a team that couldn't beat a reserve-grade team in the first half. And, yeah, whatever's in the, the, the steroids in that milk at, at halftime, they come out a completely different team. Um but they didn't really do it in the forwards either. They just sort of matched the Titans in the forwards and then just, yeah, they went to the outside edges of the Titans. Even down the opposite side, they were still making a lot of metres. Um, the defensive decisions for some of the, the Titans um, need to be absolutely looked at. Fafita doesn't help anyone at any time in the game of football. I, I don't yeah. know how many times I watched him, 10 or 15 times, I think, in this game, where there was two blokes in the tackle, the, the guy, the bloke with the ball was still struggling in a tackle he turned around and ran back to the defensive line and three or four times the ball got popped out and there was holes in and behind the defensive line because instead of going in and finishing off the tackle he was too busy getting back to make sure he got back his 10 like it's just lazy and isn't yeah he's a one-out selfish football player and you know when he comes off it's great like he runs over people and yeah, makes he, line breaks is, and he'll score a hat-trick against the Tigers this week ball in hand but in defence he is an absolute liability David Feeder Dumpy well look the Titans have played the same every week it's just it was second half this week and it's been first half the other week yeah, true yeah. Like, they cannot play for 80 minutes but in, so in every game they've played, let's say the Raiders scored in the 40th minute. So let's just count that as second half too. Yeah. So in every game they've played, they've conceded all of their points in one half. So the first two weeks, it was the first half. This week, it just happened to be the second half. So 
look, I was shocked and I'm still perplexed as to the game. But now I look back on the game, it doesn't overly surprise me that Canberra scored 20 points in the second half and the Titans didn't score any because it had happened in weeks previous to the Titans. They don't play for 80 minutes. I don't know what it is, concentrate, concentration or whatever it is that hopes yes, yeah, fix it, or, or they've got to be penned because you, you won't beat teams if you play for 40 minutes. You can't. And for the Raiders, I've only got two words to say. The game changed with Tom Starling. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. of dummy half, Tom Starling, every time there was a, a slow bloke in the ruck, he ran and ran 10, 15 metres, got a quick play the ball or passed off to somebody else and they got a roll on. And it was all through Tom Starling when he came on. He's got to play for 80 minutes for the Raiders, although he may not be as effective, but they've got to hold teams for the first 20 minutes that he's not on if they're going to bring him on after 20. Yeah, well, who'd they play at hooker in the first 20 minutes? And he was disgraceful in that first 20 minutes. You had a first grade, a genuine, very, very good first grade hooker it's like it's like the Cam Murray thing last week. Like, why sit him on the bench? Why why chase twenty two when you could actually come out here and maybe turn around to Lasone or someone and be up six nil and go? Well, from they've there. got no they've got no speed other than him. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah like, that's true. he's their speed. And you know what? I like the way they play Rapana. Rapana follows him everywhere he goes, and Rapana's yeah. got some footy in him. I know he makes some mistakes, and I know he's not the most likable kind of, of fella. He's but I like Rapana. Yeah. He's around the middle. He's, he's a you know jumping jack winger that sort of goes everywhere. He plays like a fullback. Yeah. And you know, I think that the enthusiasm from from Starling getting out of dummy half and Rapana off that, you know, and then Whiten did his thing, and it, the Titans just really didn't have an answer in the second half. Absolutely um, agree with you. I don't think the Titans were great in the first half either. Just Canberra were really bad Weren't as they? well. Like, I don't think, like, if Ollie, if you watch the first half, you'd think, oh, it wasn't anything special from the Titans. Mm-hmm. They had the possession. They sort of had the forward domination. Tino was amazing. And There's a couple of nice short passes no off a, their halves. A, yeah. In terms of that, but it wasn't, you wouldn't say, oh, shit, it was a sparkling 22-0 lead. <laughs> But you wouldn't have expected them to get run down either. But yeah. it, it is what it is with them at the moment. Look, they'll win this week because they probably only need to play 40 minutes against the Tigers uh, too. But, yeah, but, but And, and uh, old Jane will look like a world beater. No, and you know what will happen? I mean, flat track bullies this week. Yeah. You know if a feeder hat-trick's coming this week, he'd be laying awake. Well, I've been captaining classic this week because yeah. I'm, I'm predicting. You, you know, he's that. he'll be lying there right now, going, oh, "I'm going to get a hat trick this week." Well, yeah. I can't wait to be sitting watching the game, and it's twenty six nil to the Titans at halftime, and I burst out in tears because it's just been confirmed that they're going to lose. Like, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, but I'm off. I'm off for feeder. I thought he was going to have a good year. He still might. But the first three games don't indicate that there's any change. Well, you were the one who said, wasn't it that? Um, that game was going to be the parameter. If he couldn't do anything in that one, you were sort of going to pen him. Yeah. 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 And look, he, he might come out and he might be a world beater, but if it's horse racing form, I'm back and I would prefer not to back him. And I think I'll be in front at the end of the season. Yes. And uh, um, even, it was just White. White was the one who realistically shut him down in this game. Every time yep. Fafita touched the ball, Within the within the time he'd taken four or five steps, Whiten was chopping his legs out from underneath him, and he did it for a good forty to fifty minutes of, from the start of the game until a part of the section in that second half. And 
it's just the blueprint how to stop him. Like, you don't go up high and try to wrestle with him up there. You just smack his legs out from underneath him. He can't go anywhere. So, and Whiten did it five, six, seven, eight times. And just every time he touched it, Whiten was right in front of him and just chopped his legs out. Yep. Um, who's bitching here? What's going on? Uh, I think it's the connection. It's coming up unstable. Uh, so right. I had Starling with the three points. I had um, Schneider with two. And then Tino was the best Titan on the field by a fair way. Mo not far behind. Yeah, cool. Um, you happy with that, Gump? Yeah, 100%. Beauty. Brisbane 12, North Queensland 38. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Cowboys <sighs> keep on keeping on. Two tries to the Broncos, six to the Cowboys. Two out of two conversions played six out of six for Val Holmes. One out of one penalty goals for the Cowboys also. 71% completion for the Broncos. 91% completion for the Cowboys. 25 out of 33 sets played 34 out of 37. 170 plus post-contact metres for the Cowboys. Two line breaks to four. 47 tackle bus for the Broncos, 38 for the Cowboys. Seven offloads for both teams. One force dropout to three, zero 40-20s. 379 tackles made by the Broncos, 268 made by the Cowboys. One, one ruck infringement against the Broncos, two inside the 10 against the Cowboys. Six penalties conceded to five. 12 errors by the Broncos, three by the Cowboys. Carrigan with 46 tackles, Robson with 33. Hass with 163 metres and Valentine Holmes with 200 Reynolds missed five tackles, made 19. Uh, Tomalolo missed six and made 17. And Hiku missed six and made 14. Supercoach points, Thomas Dearden with 109 points. Holmes with 106. Nanai with 100. And Herbie Farnworth with 77. Uh, what are we doing this game? Uh, Ollie, you can open a batting here. Well, I'll tell you what, I... Uh, the missus is a Bronco supporter that I think I've brought that up before and she doesn't like watching the game usually but I was like, come on, let's watch this one. They're undefeated. They're up against a bunch of geeks. They'll flog them, right? Like, I said, I was like, come on, no, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. It wasn't It was not it. worth it. The Cowboys <laughs> yeah. looked like a good football side in this one but as I was saying to Daggy before we started recording, I'm, I'm at least sticking with them as wooden spooners for now because realistically... No, you can't stick with them for wooden Yes, I can. How many rounds has it been? They've won two games. How the Tigers didn't win two games? And guess what? <laughs> they have literally played no. good football for 40 no, minutes no, longer than the Tigers because they weren't good against the Raiders. They put in 80 minutes of good football here. The Tigers put in 40 minutes of good football against Melbourne. So by that, I'm at least sticking with it for now because I don't like changing too early either. Is that a stretching for a reason to not change my tip so far? Of course it is, but let's just see how it pans out. You're the Oracle, not me. They had a very good 80 minutes of football here, though. I thought Tom Dearden close to his best performance yeah, ever against, his, yeah, against the side that he never won a game with. I don't think he actually ever won with the Broncos. I'd say he was probably the best player on the field for me, but it certainly helped that there were some stinkers in the Broncos side. It looked like prime 2020 here. I, I, I was shocked yeah. with how poor the performance was based off of the first two weeks There's of the two season. two here you'd even feed and one's Payne Haas and the other yeah. one. And why they took him off for 23 minutes is um, slightly I've got the same thing written down here. Why was Payne Hass off the field? And, uh, and Pat Carrigan tries very hard, and he's Absolutely. used to trying very hard. And the other rest of them, to use the analogy we use all the time, wouldn't make a first-grade team. Well, they'd make one. But even Adam Reynolds, 
look, he looked like a retard playing. Am I allowed to say that word? I can't oh, mate, all he's got is a kicking game. It's you know they, he, he does a bit, but he, Adam Reynolds needs his forward pack to be on the front foot, and they were not on the front foot for the majority of this game. Um, the first half was pretty competitive, but very slow football from both teams. I thought in the first half, um, there wasn't a lot of um, you know different angles presented from either side realistically in the first half it was just straight up the middle and it, it looked slow it, to me it looked really slow um, but the more the f- the first half went on the more predictable Brisbane were like the Cowboys didn't have to do anything to defend them they knew exactly what they were doing there was no change of angles it was one bloke running next to the next bloke and it was straight up the middle and you just put one bloke next to the other and defend them as they're coming straight at you um, whereas the Cowboys seemed to gain confidence because they knew that they weren't going to get broken open by the Broncos' attack, and then they started to put on a bit of football. Um, Val Holmes played one of his best games since he's come back from coming uh, being overseas. It was... Um, I really do not understand how the Broncos' attack yeah. was that bad, considering you've got blokes like Tony Staggs and Cobbo who... Guys Stags that had zero interest for yeah, oh, absolutely. No, that's what that's what I'm about to get to. Yeah. But these no, guys, he, he, oh. these guys are athletes that can be put if they're put in the right positions can tear teams apart. But they were all running side by side, and but they weren't even running. They were jogging next to each other and just getting belted every time they tried to get through the line. Um, the Cowboys' energy and you know effort for the entire game was quite good, which. I didn't expect out of the Cowboys for the entire year. I think we all tipped them to win the wooden spoon. And they've been quite good, actually. And then they, 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 the pace just got quicker and quicker from the Cowboys and the Broncos just absolutely fell in a hole. They had absolutely nothing by the end of this game and they looked like the team from a year and a half ago where they didn't want to be there. So, <laughs> one, one bloke tried and that was Herbie. Well, I, one oh, Carrigan and Haas. And Ca- oh, sorry. Yes. On, on top of that. I, I, yeah. yeah, I mentioned two others, but yeah. Uh, uh, Gumpy. Look, I said before the season started that Brisbane were mine and Buckley's to make the eight, and I'm happy to stick with it. They, this, the spine is still barely existent for them. Barely has a pulse. Mm. Adam Reynolds has got a kicking game. Albert Kelly has had his one good game for the year against the Bulldogs <laughs> last week. Unfortunately for me, Jake Turpin is not. No. An NRL nine and Tessie New's got a bit to do as a fullback. I think he's got ability, but Michael Ennis, I'm going to pull him through the TV next time. He's <laughs> oh, oh, times, and he didn't do anything. Oh, I'm waiting for Stags to do like shut up and just keep waiting. Keep waiting. Pull you through the TV. He just kept talking about Katoni. He actually did. He actually did. In the, he did the same thing last week in the Bulldogs game. Yep. I picked him in draft. To, like, I rated Katoni Staggs, and at the moment, he's very close to getting a line through him for me, even the week before against the Bulldogs, dropping that ball over the line. Then this week was non-existent. Harp, Herbie actually looks like Reg Gaznia. <laughs> as a centre. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it was frightening. But Brisbane, even their wingers... They don't bring the ball back with any gusto no, out of their no, own end. No. And I know that super coach points aren't an indicator of how good a bloke's played, but their wingers, unless they score a try, they get 15 super coach points, which means they're not running the ball. Well, the only yeah. bloke that was doing that was the Sarko, and he's on his way to the Titans. So, so, <laughs> so in terms of, of that, they've got no one running out from their own end. 
They, Except for Haas, Haas and Carrigan, yeah. Haas and Carrigan are the, the, the only two. Even that Palacia is not a bad prop. But after 20 minutes, Kevin Walters puts him on the edge and he gets in the way. Yeah, He's too slow. He's a middle that they, he puts him to an edge. Bring a fresh edge player on if you, if you want a fresh edge player. But don't put your prop to the edge. Well, the Ricky injury hurt him and I think he was scrambling for ideas. But look, I, yeah. I agree. But... That's sort of not the answer. So, look, yeah, absolutely. But the Cowboys played the best they could possibly play. They made about three errors for the match. Um, I thought that Jeremiah Nanai was outstanding. Absolutely. I know that two of them were off kicks, but for a 19 year old yeah. um, on an edge, had really good involvement, runs hard, tackles hard. That you know what, that they can they won't come last with him and Lukey and that Gilbert and all that. They've got some blokes on the edge that have got some footy in them. If Dearden and Townsend can get them the ball, they can create a few things on the edge. I don't think they can make the eight, but, but I to, had them to your, at the to bottom. Point, I think there was if good those, side as Brisbane. Are. Oh yeah, it, it, to your Canberra point, if those edges play as good as they can, they've got pace. They've got they've got hammer. They've got. Val, they've got blokes that will put the sword to them if they need to. Whereas um, Hiku goes all right, to, even Hiku at his age. Go right. but yeah, the Broncos well, just looked devoid of ideas. They didn't look like they had any idea of how they were going to score points against this Cowboys team, and there was nothing. Like, I'll especially, get on to it. Especially when next game Adam Reynolds is apparently the smartest bloke one, in the NRL. All that. Well, he's got to have more, but maybe he, he knows his limitation for it. Maybe he's just a like very he smart. He has been. It's just maybe he's a very smart but they have to, average player. But it's, it's his back rowers that need to provide him yeah. options, and his centers that need to be running at angles and giving him, you know, hitting holes. And yeah. if you're all just running next to each other, it's pretty simple to defend. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of sad to say as well, but obviously most of us here tip the Cowboys to finish wooden spooners, like. If they win two more games, then they're safe. And I guess that's a reflection of the comp over the past couple of years. I was you just thinking, I reckon they're safe now. I reckon they're safe, they're safe now. now. Yeah, so. There's, so there's two they, teams like, I bagged. If they two don't teams win another game, I though, bagged, though, which were Newcastle and Cowboys, bagged yeah. them heavily, and they will both yeah. finish but, but I'm, I'm just, higher than 12th. Well, They'll finish higher than 12th. Oh, but look at both of those is, teams. We they, gotta, we, they both provide options. They've got back rowers running angles. They've got yeah. people doing different stuff. They're not just running straight up so the middle. I, yeah. like, and they're defending. The Cowboys yeah. in three games have only conceded four tries. Yeah. yeah, yeah if, which if, you, if you concede stat. four tries in three games, you're going to win more than you lose. So yeah. it, it, it's very simple that a team last year that leaked 36 points a game for the last 10 games – have conceded six a game. That's why they're winning. Yeah, and still absolutely. the first game, they lost 6-4. So they conceded yeah. a try and lost. So re- realistically, the Cowboys should be 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. 3-0. Three, three yeah. Like, I, I the first game, 6-4 yeah. could go either way. They kick a goal, it goes to the golden point, they kick a field goal, and they're 3-0. and yeah, I guess as well, I'm just trying to think, and it's not just the Cowboys, but holistically about this comp and try and not jump the gun too much because as rugby league fans, we obviously, y- you can only really go off current form, but it is sort of round three. So I'm sort of being mindful at the moment as well because there would have been stuff that we were saying in round three last year that oh, <laughs> two weeks later got flipped on its oh, head. The well, one I can yeah. think of is Manly, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's just I'm sort of... I'd still need to see that bit more from the Cowboys. After bagging them so much in the off-season, I guess I might be a bit bullish but Look at some that, of the options that the Cowboys provided. Yeah. Like the uh, Griffin Neem try with yeah. the short ball off Tomalolo. The, yeah. the one where Holmes cuts back inside and comes back through the middle. The kicks that are landing on top of people's heads. 
And yeah. the Broncos didn't have any of that. Like, you look at some well, of the teams, okay. all they can do is score a try in a corner. Like, but then again, Brisbane... How are you going to win games by... Brisbane you know, unless did, you do it six or seven times. And yeah. again, it's like... It, but Brisbane did look good in the first two rounds as well. This is their bad game. Again, yeah, look, we've got to see in 12-point games, we've not see. in... Whereas Titans well, always well, had... That's a, uh, they can't Titans score count. points. Yeah. yeah. Brisbane, that they've Brisbane scored have, 11, yeah. 16, and 12. Yes. Like, they... they, they, yeah. they yeah. And you know what? You're probably right with the Cowboys. They won't beat any good team that's going to be in the eight. But, when but you know, come, when, there's only, when there's only four good teams, they don't have to beat well, much else. Well, that's <laughs> right. Well, that's true. I'm starting to come yeah. along too. That might be a bit of a like, yeah. big mush of teams. It, that are just, gonna, yeah. They will beat I, I will, teams, Yeah. and they're hard to beat at home. Like, so yeah. Either, well, they, yeah. like, like, so when they're playing teams that are of equal ability to them and they're playing at home, you're probably going to tip them. Yeah. Like, yeah, if they play the Dragons at Townsville next week, who are you going with? Well, I'll probably go still with the, the Cowboys. Yeah. The, uh, Maybe. Ben, I still don't want to I'd go with Ben Hunt. No, I'd go with Ben Hunt. That's yeah, what but I'd say. Good. I'd ben Hunt's ben good have friends as yeah. well. And this Cowboys yeah, pack. Well, and then I, with three points, did and with two. And then I had either... Um, Ed Gilbert or Lukey. I had... Um, I had Holmes or... I'd go Holmes for a point. Probably, yeah. yeah. Holmes or um, he was good. Herbie. The centre's got 200 metres. It's pretty good. And kick six, seven yeah. out of seven or whatever it was. His goal go, kicking go. has improved, like, Her- massively. Herbie does de- deserve a point, but give it to Val. Give yep. Val a point. They lost by 30. You can't give him a point. Yeah, give Val a point. Speaking of losing by not 30, Manly 13 beat the Dogs 12 to wrap up round three. In a wet and average game of rugby league, I thought. Yeah. Stats, Barn? Two tries apiece, two out of two conversions for Manly, zero out of two for the Dogs, one out of two attempts at field goal for Manly, and zero out of one for the Dogs, two out of two penalty goals for uh, Canterbury. 72% completion played 78%. 34 out of 47 sets played 32 out of 41. Four line breaks to two, 28 tackle busts for Manly, 16 for the Bulldogs. 15 offloads to 8, 1 force dropout by Manly, 0 40 20s. 293 tackles made by Manly, 306 by the Bulldogs. 1 ruck infringement to 5, 1 inside the 10 to 0. 6 penalties conceded to 8, 16 errors to 10. Uh, Jake made 41 tackles, Jeremy Marshall King made 34, Tommy made 234 metres, and Paul Vaughan made 138. <coughs> Excuse me, Harper made uh, missed 2 tackles and made... 18, and Shoop missed four and made 20. Garrick with 72 supercoach points, Tommy with 66, and Dufty with 66. Go on, Gumpy. Look, I'm pre- happy that I go for a team that has a go. Like, they Manly were on the Bulldogs line for a long time in the second half, and I thought, oh, Manly will get put 30 points on here, and yeah, for a piece of the go off. I know Manly aren't going great, but the Bulldogs, they just, as you said off air before, Daggy, seven or might have been on air. Seventy percent of what the Bulldogs do is is really good and committed, and the other thirty percent's committed, but they don't have that polish that they need to sort of put teams away. Again, they should probably be three and zero. They prob- they should have won last week, and they probably in the end probably did enough to win this game as well. And yeah, it just I guess. Unlucky in the end that, that that's what happened. And, yeah, so 
I thought Shoot was really good. He, he, mm. I know Barney said he Both missed four tackles, but, but I thought he did a really good job on on Turbo. Yep. And and every time Turbo was out there, and I thought that Naden did a good job on the other side. I will give ten out of ten to Trent Barrett for making two changes that probably were called for last week. I think the Bulldogs lose by thirty if Ockenball was on the wing. And to tried somebody different at halfback, and I thought Wakem did a, a decent enough job um, with what he did, got rid of the ball, and, you know, the Bulldogs just needed to, to straighten up. I thought Matt Dufty was dangerous, and he normally has an error in his game, but was was quite safe in, in wet conditions and a few good pickups and, and sort of looked dangerous. I thought the Fox was really good too in terms of, Meters made. I would have liked him to have taken Jason Saab on in that that sprint. Thought he probably should have yeah. pinned his ears back and 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 maybe gone to see and at least make Saab tackle you because he doesn't like tackling people. So, um, in terms of that, it was a hard game to sort of pick a, a best player sort of out of it. I guess in 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 the end, you probably go for Turbo through involvement. I was listening to the radio after the game, the ABC and Luke Lewis gave three points to Daly Cherry Evans. And I'm, I like Luke Lewis, but I'm not sure what game he's watching. Daly Cherry Evans, some of the passes that he threw were horrendous. <laughs> I thought Kieran Foran was probably better in the half really than yeah. Daly Cherry Evans was in, it's in that the match. because he kicked the field goal, mate. It's just the way well, it works. Well, it's the same as yeah, everyone's saying. He, it's the same as Yo's on nine Daly M points. And well, you could argue, yes, you should be, but like, you could also argue, yes, you shouldn't be. Like, some of those things are a bit mad. I think, well, that you could. I guess you could also argue with, especially in the first yeah. round, I, I think O'Sullivan got three points or something. Well, not yeah. three points because Yo would have, but he was up there as well, yes, sort of. But yeah. um, to me, Bulldogs felt like the analogy I used to use when we started this show, they were buffering. They were um, 80% of a football team and didn't know what to do next. And it felt like, felt at times Burton... I know he can't do everything, but was not quite lost, but he didn't get involved as much as he could have beyond running the ball. Uh, I thought defensively, though, they were fantastic. I thought Shoop was fantastic, Burns was fantastic, Naden was fantastic, and they shut Manly down. They shut all Manly's options down. Uh, the other bloke I'm going to add to the Fafida list is Pengai. Was he on the field? Have we seen him yet? He was there. He pushed a marker or two at one or two points. I remember that. But... In a game where, in a wet game where, um, he should have dominated. You need someone to yeah. step up and start barging over. He was, I didn't, I don't remember. Especially seeing him when at all. Heverington comes off. And by the same token, I couldn't understand in that sort of finish where it's twelve all and it's in the mud, while Olakuato was sitting on the bench for a long time when he's your one crash play hope. So there's two. That one's a coaching issue. One's a. a a I think Olakuato is holding an injury, to be honest. But feels like that. He did yeah. not as destructive as, but um. Yeah, well, I'm fairly certain. I'm pretty happy to sit here and say Tevita Bengo won't be winning by of the year. But uh, the rest were very good. I thought they like they were good, but they didn't win, and that's the thing. I don't like they're going to beat some teams. They might beat teams boringly, but they're going to beat teams. Dufty, I thought. I don't looked, know if they are going to beat teams, to be honest. Well, I'll get to they'll that. Be, when they'll it's beat my the team. Tigers, but um, and the Warriors, and that's it. I don't. They're, they're going to. There's going to be a lot of games, like we've seen, which are going to be 10 or 12 all, and that's what they're going to be, which at least is not getting smashed. But Dufty looked as dangerous, I thought, as he'd looked all year uh, when he didn't get a lot of clear air. Um, but I can't, like, I can be, I can't be impressed by the dogs, but they're trying, is all I can say. Uh, for Manly, I think they're a bottom eight team playing 
bottom it's eight footy, like and yeah. they wouldn't have won the game if Turbo was not in the field. Absolutely. And they definitely won the game if DC was in the field, and I thought Foran was as good as both. The rest of them, I don't even talk. Morgan Harper's... Oh, if Jake wasn't on the field, they probably... And the dogs and probably scored three Morgan, tries Morgan Harper, middle. I should write down, because he is in the running for the Braith. He was yeah, absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, and he has uh, been and, the last couple of weeks. Uh, Saab, if Saab couldn't run fast, he sh- he's playing the wrong sport. <laughs> or he should be playing soccer yeah. for be playing basketball. Cameroon. Yeah. But, uh, Volleyball or something. for that as well. As well. Yeah. But um, anyway, he's... Yeah, barely a first-grade footballer when he's not in clear air. But uh, I'll stop ranting. Oh, what do you say? It was another 6pm snooze fest on a Sunday night to put you to bed on a Sunday night. It is sort of funny that the Bulldogs have been putting that time slot for four of the first five weeks this year. But anyway, yeah. Um, I like... Don't get me wrong. I like what the Dogs have done. They've recruited well, but they're still a long way off where they need to be. Mainly with Paul, and they were beyond Paul. And um, there was only a handful of players worth mentioning. But the dogs can't and won't score a point playing the same cookie-cutter shapes that they throw at teams week after week. There's no invention. There's no, uh, you know, trying to work out how to get some strike. They've got some fucking strike in that team. You've got Dufty. You've got Josh Adokar. And they don't get them involved. They don't set up plays to get them running angles. No, there was barely any angles presented from the Bulldogs' attack. Their team represents their fucking coach the way he played when he used to play and it was kick high and hope and throw a long ball and fucking hope. There's no thought about what they do. It's get to a position and bomb it or try to throw a long cut out to the wing and hope that somebody can do one on like realistically the dogs only chance of scoring points is giving Braden Burns early ball or Josh Adokar, early ball, and getting on the outside of someone or using their footwork to get past someone and then burning them with speed. They literally have because the fastest back line in the club. Absolutely they do. And they're, and not, they're not burning Why teams. are they not? Like, seriously, it's as simple as get your hooker out, run at the fucking 5'8", run under a 45-degree angle at the 5'8", turn a forward inside, have a second row on the outside, and then the fucking defence goes, holy shit, what's going on here? And then you've got op- you've got a short ball inside, short ball outside, and a long ball to your winger. And there's fucking three opportunities to score a try, and they don't present it week after week. I don't and, understand you know how you can't make that work. I get frustrated because they do set up play, set up play, set up play, yeah. and they seem to do a set up play for a set up play. Absolutely. They set up and then nothing happens. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm with you, and that hasn't changed from the days of fifth tackle Tolman setting up for for a kick. So in terms of that, you're 100% right that it's just all set up and then you get excited thinking, oh, they're good field position here, they're set up and we might see a play and then it's... A bomb, a cutout or a step off the inside or, foot from there. Or Josh Jackson gets tackled on the fifth. Correct. I mean, so it happened, what, time three times? Like there's oh, some fucking skill and pace in that team and all they have to do is offer up a couple of opportunities. It's just there's only ever one point of attack. Like, you need to start running angles. You need to give your halves some opportunity to fucking play short, play long, grubber, fucking whatever, you know? And as soon as you do that, defensive lines are all over the shop. Yeah. You can and see I most teams can't defend. Like, Yeah, and, and I don't know. It, it Just when they move the ball to the edges as well, just seems very slow mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know whether... And, well, and I think it it's exacerbated because, because there's no other option. You know where the ball's going, so the defence just... 
Well, probably, but the passes aren't even out in front. No, that's true. Like it, it, teams that are crisp but doing that, if you watch teams that are good at it, not you don't expect they run them the same play. Like South, exactly. yep. South run the same play, but all the passes are in front. Everyone runs where they're supposed to run. Someone straightens it up, and it's yep. crisp. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, so but you know what? Teams know what Souths are going to do. You know, Newcastle they this still year do it, and they score five tries it's a game. Doing pretty much that. everyone. Yeah. They know it's the same shape. 90% of the time. You've just got to do it. So if the Bulldogs are going to do that shape, they've just got to do it really well mm. <laughs> with the pace that they've got. So but I think that yeah, yeah. I'm with you. There's too much setting up and getting to this point of the field. Just There's not enough teams that play angles. Like it's seriously, like as a as a um, a coach of young kids, like do you like the X ex, X play is like one of the go tos, isn't it? Like inside <laughs> outside, just float across the field, have someone on your inside, someone on your outside, it pulls defences apart. And it's, well, it doesn't change when you get to first grade. No, it compresses them. It's exactly the same thing. Mm. You know what? Th- this week, the Bulldogs play the storm. So they've got to defend like they've been defending. And if I was Trent Barrett, I'd just say, play footy this week. Play what you see. Because if you play the way that you play, you'll lose 30 to 6. Yeah. Because Melbourne will still, if, even if you defend really well, the Bulldogs defend really well, Melbourne will score 30 points and the Bulldogs will score six. Why not lose 30 to 24 and, yeah, and, have, a, have, a, and have a crack and do the Walker brothers at Ipswich and, and have a go and do something a little bit How different? How exciting would his team be if they bought... And play some footy. Imagine they bought the Walker brothers into the Dogs. Like, they would beat teams by 60 if they... But even with the team they got, right? You, you imagine you've got, Jeremy you've got Marshall King, play. right? You've got ball he, plays in the, he's running got, straight at the second rower. He gives a short ball to Burton. You've got the second rower coming back on his inside. Or front rower coming back on his inside. Second rower straightening up. And then you've got Braden Burns and fucking um, yeah. Josh Adokar on the outside. Like, defences would be going, what the fuck do we do here? Like, yeah. You might yeah. Have the, and you might have the best ball playing prop in the comp. We don't know because he doesn't play that way anymore. Because he sits on the bench, actually, most of the time. Mate, and the other uh, thing that gets me, how the fuck does Max King and uh, Luke, Luke Thompson, Thompson play less than 30 minutes each when Hetherington's been taken off the field after 12 minutes, Pangai's doing sweet fuck all, and then you've got Corey Waddell playing 80 minutes of football? Well, Fucking answer that. Well, don't even go. Like, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, and, and you know what? Paul Vaughan actually played really well. Paul Vaughan was good. Like, Vaughan yeah, was, Paul was real good. Paul Vaughan Played really well, so his minutes and that were good. He Paul Vaughan was quite effective, but anyway. how, how can you look at that team and not have Paul uh, Luke Thompson and well, Max playing a ball playing playing front 40, 50 right. minutes oh. at least? Well, he got it somewhat right this week, at least by having a different half and Ockenbore out. Let's see if he can go the whole hole. Yeah, Wakem Wakem did go okay. Yeah, Ollie. But- well, I, <laughs> are, you, are you okay? Like, uh, are, Mate, like, I've, I've been yeah. saying it for fucking, what, a year and a half. Trent Barrett cannot fucking coach. I could go and coach yeah, that yeah. team, and they would have won two out of these three games. I fucking guarantee you right fucking now. Well, because I don't want to keep you here too late, Barney. Look, the, the, the main thing I focused on in our preview was Tom Travojevic, right? This would be the litmus test, if you will, for if Tom Travojevic has seriously dropped off or if he's just worked out by the better teams. It's weird because it's sort of in between because I think... I feel like he was worked a lot out, better. but they did... He was a lot better for yeah. me. He was... But he was the, the reason they won play. the game. He was, they are, and by that, I've got to sort of say he was the best player on the field. I still think he's going to put in better performances against the rest of the shitheads uh, for the rest of the year. But 
watching that game, was he as good as he was in 2021? No. Oh, hell no. 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 So that, that, that's sort of where I... But with the was, short yeah. kickoff, he was a guy that was yeah. there that took the ball. With the quick play of the ball for the field goal, he was a guy who took the hit up to get the quick play of the ball. Is you know He put his... Put his ass on the He line. looked better this week than he did last he got week. When I thought he was on one leg, he yeah. did look. And it, it, he got he got a lot more. It, he's also been getting more ball. He got more ball in that game, I should be, say, than the first two games. And that. But the thing is, with him, he he is is who he is. Whereas, I hate to draw the analogy, but um, you can remember like a Hain off '09 has a sixty meter boot and but has a, has a cut, Whereas Tommy does, Tommy is Tommy. Whereas a Hain or um, those sort of blokes have more to their game. Manly's getting dominated because their forwards are getting fucking smashed. Yeah, and they smashed. have no back. And Tapao no had a decent game this year, this week, and him and Jake were the only two that were any good in the forward pack for Manly. Um, Ola Katow did a little bit of stuff, but it's on an edge. They need to put Jake in the middle and just fucking tell him to truck it up and with Tapao, yeah. Sipley, and they need to find another big motherfucker and put him in the middle and just truck it through the middle, and then Tommy will be they able get, to do that They get Alloway back this week, but he's but, not going to no. smash walls down. He'll he'll do what Sipley does or what Kepi does. Palace, uh, is it? Can, who's the Paseca? Paseca's the guy, but for whatever reason, he's on the nose at the moment at Manly, and yeah. I don't know. So well, we, we've talked a lot about the Bulldogs, but we're, uh, Manly just—they're just going to finish. Horrible. They're going to finish tenth, and Dogs should have beaten them. Yeah, Dogs should have offered more, and they probably should have beaten them by it's a bit, twelve it, to eighteen points. Realistically, it's a, it's a bit mad that um, probably three of the worst, two of the three worst performances this week won. Because the dogs were dominant for yeah. large parts of this game, but they just can't score points. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, you throw Warriors in and, and Brisbane in, and two of those teams won. But well, um, it's uh, again, as I said, I'm still sticking with my picks for now and seeing how things play out. But at the moment, the way it looks, there are about ten teams who you just go, eh, like yeah, on, honestly, uh, and Manly the, are one of them. Yeah, like, there's four teams they could make that the eight, I would say not, uh, that are, are, and we've said Penrith, Melbourne, Para, and Sharks. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> And even Melbourne. Melbourne yeah. got carried by Harry Grant for a yeah. game, and they'll, they'll come good. They'll beat a lot of these guys, but they do get Harry Grant back, which does help. And I guess the other two is it'd be very hard for the Roosters to miss the I eight. Think New, Newcastle, to miss the eight. Newcastle almost. If like, Newcastle keep playing over there, they almost yeah. can't miss the eight, too. And I guess if and you look down say that. the other end, like... Well, Tom with three, Foran with two, and Jake with one, but yeah, happy to listen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy. I think Tommy, at least, yeah. He's not from Manly on a rap, but I'm just trying to get him from the dogs on a rap. Uh, I'll give Fox one. Fox tried his ass. Actually, Robogas gone to that club. He tried his ass off. He just doesn't get the opportunities. But he tries and tries. Uh, yeah, I know. And it's like, is he game changing? No, but geez, he tr- no. I want to mention Fox. Go with what you said. Um, all right, let's get to the. That wraps that up. Any major takeaways from all of that? The bunker sucked. The refereeing was poor. <laughs> Judiciary sucks. Uh, anything else to add, Gumpy? No, I'll go, go with you there. I'm not going to say anything about bunkers <laughs> and stuff. Anybody with two eyes can see that they're shit. And you don't, it's just got me convinced that you don't need to, the credentials for the job are don't know anything about football and you get a job. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. You can't. They can't know football if they're sitting in that bunker. So the company line. I don't understand how the four of us could sit here at this very table and watch the game on this computer and go, it's not a try, it is a try. It makes no sense. And then and then be inconsistent about it when it's the same people in the same seats. Yeah. Have look, look, toward the, the uh, 
may try with Lloyd offside. But then the next day, it's no, no it, it's just, anyway, move on. <laughs> let's, uh, well, let's start with a braith. Who's getting your braith, Ollie? My braith would have to go to the majority of the Tigers side. I'm good, well, I'm going to allude to what I said before. The players who really aren't turning up for the Tigers are the safe players on the big contracts. Just because you're getting paid the big money to do your job doesn't mean you stop doing your job. Sort of sounds like our man, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with them. Gump. Cody Ramsey. Yeah. Not up to it. <laughs> Not up to it. No. I am... Um, well, let's assume Luke Brooks because uh, he probably ended up having his award named after him by the end of the year, but Morgan Harper for me. Yeah. Morgan Harper's barely a first-grade centre. I just spent 10 minutes fucking telling you all about it. It's yeah. fucking Barrett, mate. Yeah, He's I not know. a first-grade coach. He's not close to a first-grade coach, and if that's the best he can get out of an attack, like out of his attack with a team with some fucking strike players in it, he doesn't deserve a job in first-grade. I think, you know... The club knows it. Everyone knows it. Barrett knows it. They're going to be one and seven in um, in eight weeks. And well, they don't even offer. It's just the same shit, fucking week after week. Like at least change a few things. Now. Like yeah. he'll still nearly be the first coach to go. I, I, yeah, I think he will because if first not of the all, first, there's no the second. But first of all, there's no other options right now. It, it, would, it would surprise me very much if Gus does not have someone in mind. Hundred percent. Barney, give us a salute and a slap. Oh, well, the salute's the Targo-May combination. If they can keep those two blokes on the same side of the field for the next five or ten years, there's going to be a lot of happy Penrith fans and there's going to be a lot of points come down the right-hand side of the attack for the Penrith team. Uh, Targo was tremendous and um, Taylor May, they they worked together. They were putting grubbers in for each other. They were, you know, inside-outside balls. They were turning that defence apart and, um, yeah, they both look like serious first-grade players. And well, the slap, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a consensus amongst everybody, isn't it? We should just call it the elbow this week. Well, yeah, I assumed everyone's going to go, but <laughs> let's just uh, let's just say Barnett and read it as tabled as minuted. And do you have another one? Oh, the Broncos. Yeah, the the Broncos again, same lines as what I said about Barrett. If, if they can't, they've got some strike players in that team, and they offered absolutely no opportunities for them to get over the line. And that comes back to Kevy. Ollie? I am going to salute Penrith as a whole because at the moment, and it seems like for at least the Did regular season, yeah, salute the, the, the oh, combination. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Because both on paper and realistically, they are at least one level above every other team in the competition. I'm just going to say it. They're going to win their first 13, 14 games then lose during the origin period, maybe the one or two games they'll lose during the year because all their players are out and they will at least make the grand final and that's just Penrith. My Will Smith um, is going to go to the gold, Will Smith. the gold Coast Titans because as Will Smith graciously said at the Oscars to Chris Rock, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. I am going to say Gold Coast Titans, keep these Jekyll and Hyde performances out of your fucking game. <laughs> it's pissing me off now, and especially because Gump's been bringing it up, and I've 
uh, it, uh, yeah, not not because of Gump, but uh, he, he's spot. he's the one who he's the one who implanted it in my fantastic. It, Gump, Gump implanted it in my brain, and now it's, it's in true. my brain. Yeah, it is. It is. He planted it in, and You're I can't get it as out. As the and they're going to be up by twenty against the Tigers at halftime, and by the end of the game, I'm going to be jumping off the roof. It's nice up there though. We can Luke there. Brooks will kick a field goal. Can you bring? Uh. Can you bring? Um, why don't we go for this? Just bring a six Cruises. pack and we'll sit up there. Yeah, the cruisers. Yeah. <laughs> Who's jumping off? Cruisers on the roof. Gumpy, what do you got for us? I'm going to salute Nico Hines. Like Nico Hines is, has been unbelievable. Like I thought it'd take him a while to take control of a team and Absolutely. be a seven. Yep. Knew he was a good player, but you know he's next level. At the moment, on his form right now, I would have him number 14, 14 for New yeah. South Wales. Right, if, if you pick the team today. Yep. And look, other than the obvious Mitch Barnett, I, I don't exactly know who to blame because I'm just going to say the NRL, whoever's in charge of refs and bunker, whether that's Graham Annesley <laughs> or whatever, because I don't know... As a, as a rugby league fan and somebody that's got half a brain, that when the bunker can be involved, when they can't, what they can do, what they can't do and, and whatnot. Now, the Leilua try may not have been a try like that's it, 50-50, mm. but Jesus, to be looked at. they go to the bunker <laughs> I'm, for yeah. things ha, ha, that are obviously and then it took- not a try to even see if it's Absolutely. a 20-meter restart. They, they go to things to see because they're not sure how, what the restart is. Just saying they, they, they check it on a scrum to see who feeds a freaking like, scrum. Well, 95% of tries this weekend were looked at by the bunker. Correct. The one that fucking so, wasn't was that one. <laughs> how does that work? There's just not enough clarity around rules, decisions, wording of things. It's just... Someone needs to come out and just say, look, we're making this a bit more black and white. Yeah, but... And- and fix it. But then my problem is with that is Annesley comes out and says it's wrong and nothing changes. I'm pretty but sure that was he, the he only did today try about the, that wasn't looked at. Yeah, yeah, but he, well, they said about well, the thing. Yeah. He said Luciano yeah, yeah. should have been referred. Yeah. He goes, yes, it should have been referred and probably a try, and they didn't even look pretty at sure it. Pretty sure it was the only try on the weekend that wasn't looked at. Yeah, but they were and, and like, it's every just other madness. It was just complete madness. And the problem, the problem is too that if coaches and players say anything, it costs them ten or twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. And because the referees in the bunker are protected species, and like, we all don't have an Uncle Nick in our back pocket. But that will not just that, that will cost Michael McGuire his job. That decision will cost Michael well, McGuire's job because he well, will. Be, they'll be O from seven now. Well, correct. Well, so maybe a few well, others as well, but <laughs> there's well, yeah, there's yeah, yeah of course, there's more to that. Yes, of course. There's too much influence for the referees on games. Now, if you look at the games on the weekend, there weren't too many blowout scores. Most of the games were less than six points in them. Well, there's That's your one decision. One or two calls, yeah. That's one Absolute, or two calls. Absolutely. But there was only two games that were sort of decided by more than Ten that points, margin. Eight, ten, yeah. So, you know, but that, I'm, I'm going to slap them. But yeah. it won't do any good. I, I that was my, that was my first slap, uh, old Ziggy uh, Proteski, Adam, whatever. Um, but <laughs> uh, the other slap I'll give out is Angus Crichton, just to wake him up. He needs to either wake up or ship out because he's been pretty average this year. Uh, and my salute, you stole my first one, Nico. So my other salute's going to be Todd Payton. 
because at least he's got his team Absolutely. going somewhere, trying yeah. hard, running shapes, is everything you just elaborated. Considering all he's the He's doing everything. That he was uh, copping at the end and of And apparently last year. everyone hates him and yeah. they want to burn his house down. But he has the team playing well, playing exciting football, point-scoring football, I reckon 50% football. of footy followers had him... Last or Which top, we did. bottom four. Well, yeah, we including uh, us. Yeah, we, they were in a conversation. And for him to have that team going that way, when you look at the cattle and the hype that the Bulldogs had coming this season, and many others, um, kudos to him because it's, I hope it oh, – good for them. I hope he keeps kicking goals because he's a, he's a good man. So good that covers us. We've gone for a couple of hours of standard, boys. Thank you, Gumpy, for phoning <laughs> in. You look good there in the – in the uh, in front of your plantations, going well. Um, <laughs> By plantations, do you mean he means shutters? Shutters? Yeah. No, he doesn't. No, have, he doesn't he's have fine rack. That fields. Of, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have those plantations in the picture. Such a wide audience, you know. No, but I was I was looking when you said plantation. I was like, oh, is there a bit of greenery behind him? I was like, no, oh, there's window shutters. Downstairs, no, no trouble here. All right, boys, good job, Bun. Go get some sleep. Thank Sorry you, to keep you up. And uh, Ollie, well done. Thank you for not jumping off the boat. So it's been footy, the footy and frothy review show. <laughs> We're back Wednesday on Zoom to discuss what's coming up this week. Lots more to discuss, lots of fun going on. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Subscribe to all our socials if you haven't already. Good job, Ollie, on uh, the very good numbers lately. Absolutely. And we'll talk to everyone very soon, guys. Take care. Oh, if you want to buy some stuff, oh, yeah, merch. Do that. <laughs> we have merch. <laughs> Logos. We have merch. Hats. Buy merch. We've got some schooner we'll glasses. We'll talk off air, Gumpy, well. about your merch contract. You might, there might be some coin in it for you. Got, yeah, everything a, a footy and frothy connoisseur would like to get. Yeah, it was the last one. Tumblers. Yeah, schooner glasses. Absolutely. Oh, they were, they were schooners. I thought yeah. they were tumblers. Okay. Uh, schooner, schooner glasses, glasses steins, hats, hats, shirts, bottle openers, jumpers, uh, scarves. Uh, they'll come at some point. How good. Very good. Buy them. Make us rich. See you guys.